Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another wonderful episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Wow, that was quick, Steve. That's what she said. That was really, really fast. Like, I felt like you kind of rushed into that one a little bit. You don't have to do it again. I might recommend slowing it down just a little bit. Okay, ready? Three. You're going to do it again? Two. Go for it. <laughs> sure, right here. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What are we doing here? I'm glad you asked. I will respond to you wow. justly. We are doing yet another amazing episode of our Heroes of Noise. You're asking yourself, how did I become so lucky today? I'm going to tell you right now, the universe is looking and smiling down on you from the great gods of Egypt. I am one half of this amazing dynamic duo. My name is Esteban the Hudson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Okay, now you're just showing off. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 123. My name is Dan. I'm not even going to try to compete with that crazy nonsense right there, but... Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, August 9th. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's 102 degrees in Fresno, California, and I don't have air conditioning. So fantastic Jesus. times are going to be had right now. I'm sweating. Did, Steve, I know we just got finished talking. We did the uh, we did the uh, Patreon show prior to this. And uh, let me tell you what. From the time that it took for us to just hit play on that, or hit record rather, and now I'm hitting record again, I am completely soaked. My, like my shirt Dude. is stuck to my chest, bro. Dan, we okay. Here's what I'll say: We're not going to go for uh, this. Is being we're not going to go forever on this episode because how are you going to possibly concentrate in that heat? I'm telling you, brain cells are dying right now, and I don't want to start to show off like, "Hey, we're going to shortchange you." But I no. think it might be because we've already been at this for like an hour and a half. It might be a little bit of a shorter show because I am fucking dying in this room right this now. This isn't normal. I'm letting you know it's not normal. It is not normal. Like I'm serious. Like I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm losing peripheral vision. I'm talking to you. Jesus, dude. If I if all, all of a sudden don't hear anything yeah. over that, I'm going to call 911. Seriously, send help in. But anyway, right now I'm still alive and I'm doing fine. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to Heroes of Noise. We're happy <laughs> to have you. You and you and you and you. Where, where are these people listening to the show now, Steve? Are they just sitting on their couches eating Cheez-Its and, and that's how they're going about it? Are people still commuting? Dude, people don't eat Cheez-Its anymore. Dude, I love Cheez-Its, all right? Oh, Jesus. Don't because because you're, we're from the 80s. No one eats Cheez-Its anymore. If they didn't eat them anymore, Steve, they wouldn't sell them in the store. It's us. Not only are they selling regular Cheez-Its, they're selling like fancy Cheez-Its. It's us. Cheez-It, it's eating. a whole thing. There's a whole Cheez-It world going on. It's like nothing Dude, you've ever we- imagined. It's like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cheez-Its. I'm serious. I am a pro Cheez-It guy. And if you're not in the, like, maybe you don't want to eat healthy one day, have a Coca-Cola with it. I'm telling you, it's wondrous. What are you, Cheez-Its or Cheetos? Oh, Cheez-Its. Really? I like Cheetos. I like Cheetos, too. I fucks with Cheez-Its. I I mean, Cheetos. What what about Doritos? Oh, now now you're talking. That's my jam right there. Isn't it good? Aren't they good, dude? God, there's nothing better. Than Sometimes you forget how good they are. You know, I mean, there there are plenty of things that are better than a Dorito, but just talking Doritos, there's nothing better. There's no finer snack chip in the land, dude. You'll eat a whole. Okay, wait, wait, though. Yes, I will. What are you? You're saying that there's other chips better than Doritos? No, I'm saying there's no finer chip than the Dorito. Okay, so the bet you, you're you're putting them over Pringles, all that stuff. Oh yeah, miles above. My, I love Doritos. Now I will say. 
um, what are those um, ruffles? Ruffles are not. What are the ones that they're like super thin though with Lays. sour cream and onion? Lays can get down, bro. If you got a sandwich in Lays, bro. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you take the chips and put it into the sandwich? I used to eat Dorito sandwiches with no meat, just Doritos. Yeah, Dorito and cheese. <laughs> wow, that's that's love. I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> Proud of you though, man. You're trying to. So I'll maybe I'll just do that one day just to see what you experience. It's good, dude. Because I usually fuck with turkey, like a turkey sandwich, maybe of a little course, pastrami. Yeah. On there, something like that. But then you take the chips and you smash them in, Steve. You smash oh, them dude, into the sandwich. Listen, Did you listen. actually? You kind of like push down on the bread, uh-huh. so it's never going to bounce back. But you hear that crunch. Yep. yep. Oh, that's the good stuff, dude. And you know, I I got into something that you're into. What's that? Grilling. You're grilling now. What are you grilling? Uh, let me guess. Well, I got um, I, I have a. I'm getting. I'm ordering my grill because I had to talk to some people who know grilling. But like, which which one do you think I oh, should get? Oh, are you fucking serious right now? You're telling me. That you didn't even consult me? Dude, you were going through some stuff this oh, week. Oh, stop it. You were. You give me shit for the last three years on this show. Yes, we're almost at three years. You've given me two two plus years of garbage about my big green egg and how I like to smoke and stuff. And then you decide that you're going to get into grilling and you don't even talk to your boy? I haven't bought it yet. You just said you talked to people. I was not one of those people. Because you were you were going through a bit of an issue this week, dude. Man, you got to stop it. Okay, what grill would you recommend? Oh, no, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. What are you doing? Uh, vegetables. Vegetables. Okay, so you don't need to go fancy. Okay. Like, why would you go, why would you buy this, extra, were you planning on buying like an extravagant grill or do you? No, no, I was going to go Weber. Yeah, that's all you need. None of them said Weber, by the way. Let's just get a Weber. Because you're not, here's the, here's the, oh, what they, you need a Traeger. Get yourself a Traeger. They were like talking about, they're like, this one you can get for like $400. I'm like, Jesus. To grill vegetables, tell them to fuck off. I was like, dude, are you kidding me right now? Nah, son. They're like, it's a hybrid charcoal and I was like, I don't think I Oh, so I'd you're talking to white though. people about this shit. Oh, dude, listen. Anytime um, they go, it's charcoal and guaranteed their name is like Christopher. You know, you're close. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That is, that is really impressive. Like, because uh, I can't talk to brothers because they're just like, you're not barbecuing. Why are you even going to grill? So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know any vegetarian brothers. They're just going to be like, if you're not barbecuing, I'm not going to tell you. No, nah, man. I mean, honestly, if you're just going to grill something, like grill. First of all, maybe you don't even need to grill on a barbecue if you're just doing vegetables. Just doing vegetables. Yeah, maybe not even do that. No. No, nah, maybe like get yourself. What if like, I'm doing potatoes? How about roasting them? Where? In the oven. Oh, gee, but I like, see, when I look at um vegetarian summer dish ideas, they're like, Bar, if you go out there and grill yourself a, a shish kebab of vegetables, mm-hmm. and when I look at them, I'm like, oh, that looks good with some a baked potato and foil and crap. I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. Yeah, you can do all of that on a Weber, Steve. Spend like 120 bucks and you Still good. a lot of money. You don't need to have anything fancy. You're not going to be doing any smoking, first of all, unless you want to smoke cheeses or something like that, or nuts, or- Oh, can you smoke cheeses? Yeah, you cold smoke it. Oh, dude. That's what you you got to cold smoke it, Steve. But here's the thing. If you're going to start cold smoking, honestly, you maybe want to go a step up because they have like these uh, these smokers you can buy where it's like little smoke pellets instead of having to go and like get a bunch of wood and stuff. I know this is boring for some people, but if you're going to cold smoke something, don't quote me on the temperature, but it's because I've never done it before. But it's like I want to say it's like 125 degrees. 
which is that's why they call it cold smoking. Because, you know, if you're doing meats, it's going to be around 225 to 275 in between there. Slow and low. That is the, that tempo. Is the tempo. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like I like what you did. That. Now, you don't, <laughs> so you don't think I should get the egg for a shish kebab? No, dude. I mean, it looked nice, but you could get a mini egg. How much are those? Even those are too expensive. No, no, no. Don't do that. Just get yourself a grill. Get yourself. This is what you need. Get yourself a Weber. The great. They have these ones that are like half and half. So you can flip up one half. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you put all your charcoal on one half. That's your hot zone. The other half is empty. That's your cool zone. And that's what you do. Indirect heat. Gee, I think you know more about grilling than the people I ask. I know. And that's why I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I think you know more about And they, they're like, I grill every weekend. And what they were talking about were me getting these $500 grills. I was like, yeah, you don't need it because they're grilling meats. Just like you. Now, you don't, I haven't heard you doing a lot of as much as I thought you would be doing a bunch of grilling of meats, bro. You know what I've been doing a lot lately is sous vide. Oh, yeah. I sous vide. Because, bro, I know you can't appreciate this, but there's this place up the street. They're called The Meetup, M-E-A-T. That's a great, actually, that's a great name. It's a great name. And it's owned by, (laughs) I think it's an Irish guy that owns the place. So that just makes it even cooler when you talk to him. Or maybe he's Australian. You know what? I'm sorry. He's Australian, which makes it even cooler than it was before. But an Australian guy talking grilled meats with you, there's just something so fucking manly about that. This dude's cool. I just sit there and like close my eyes and let him talk. So did you call did you call Steven to uh interpret for you? No, no, I had it unlocked, dude. Okay. I should though. I should introduce those guys. Maybe he's totally should be like, what is he saying to me? I can't understand it. <laughs> he doesn't have that the preacher cops accent where you just don't understand. Oh what no. No, no, he's pretty uh he's been Americanized. But anyway, oh. I was there yesterday because let me tell you what I purchased. Oh boy. I believe that each house should have a little bit of hamburger meat. Now I know it's not fancy. But I like to do things with it. I like to make a, a bolognese sauce. Or maybe I just want to grill some burgers or something like that. So pasta vajou. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some pasta vajou. Something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I keep all that stuff like, you know, just around. So I always have that on deck. But then, bro, they have this balsamic marinated chicken. Like chicken kebabs. That sounds amazing, dude. You don't even like chicken, though. I know, but it sounds good. Bro, it's so, it is the best chicken I think I've ever had. No joke. It is so fucking good. And I have nothing to do with it other than just grilling it. But it's amazing. So I got that. But then I'm walking around. I'm like, hey, man, you got any picanha? You know what picanha is? I do not know that. It's like the sirloin cap. Okay. So it's a very prime choice, uh, prime cut of meat. And then it has like this fat cap on it. Now, some people love that. They say that if you take that fat cap off, no longer is it picanha. It's just like a sirloin tip. But Anyway, I was asking because I want to see what he was made of. And he did have that, right? And then I go, he showed it to me. It was all trimmed, no fat. I'm like, oh. And he's like, oh, you're one of those guys. Hold on. And then he came back and he had the one with the fat cap. I'm like, now you're talking, my friend. So we started talking meat. He talked me. He didn't talk me. I wanted these things. I bought ribeye. Um, it's like the heart of the ribeye. I can't think of it because I've never purchased it before. But this fucking steak is like three and a half inches tall. Jesus, dude. Yeah, they were like 26 bucks a piece. God, and you bought it for the whole family? I don't do this often. This is definitely like a special thing that we're going to do for the family. But, um, but oh my God, dude. So yeah, I'm getting ready to. Matter of fact, depending on how long this takes, I may end up grilling up something tonight. Gee, that's, a, that, that's wonderful, dude. I can't cook inside because I don't have an air conditioner, bro. So I can't turn on the oven. No, you cannot. Oh, I'm dying over here. I might just eat ice tonight. <laughs> 
to be honest with you. Bro, well, I am getting into more cooking. Uh, I'm A lot of it has to do with me hooking up. Like, I'm epoxying my, my bar out back this week. And I'm like, I'm going to have a grill out there. So, you know, I have the epoxy bar and the nice grill out there. Now that I have the, you know, awning or whatever on top, I'm like, you know, I need to. I looked up some some recipes. I was like, yeah, I need a grill. I, I'm kind of bored. I know some people, one dude I knew uh, um, at the job, he used to grill eggs outside. Grill eggs? But I eggs. just don't know how he... Yeah, but he didn't put... Obviously, he didn't put on that. But he's like, I, I used to do eggs outside. I'm like, I never asked him because I was like, I'll never, ever in my life need to know that information. And now I'm like, how did you do... Did you take the pan out there and put it on the... The thing, how did he, like, and why? <laughs> and why? Like, I should have asked him, but when he said it, I'm like, I'm never going to need that information because that's ridiculous. He's like, yeah, I, I do everything outside. I'll tell you one thing. If I had my druthers, I would definitely have, like, the backyard of my dreams where it's got the full on, like, my egg would have its own station. Dang. Well, you're about to have your, you're going to have that very soon, bro. I have my own, with these stocks, you know, we'll see what happens with yeah, these stocks, dude. bro. No, I'm just kidding. And I know in the next few years, I have a feeling I'm going to, I'm already limbering up for your move. You're going to be gone in the next few years, Steve. You just said so in the uh, last dude, show. Dude, I said by 50. I have eight years, bro. Oh, that's right. I'm the old one. I forget. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that. I want to have the pool. I need the bar. I want to have a kegerator. I want a pizza oven, an outdoor pizza oven. You could, are you going to build it? Uh, probably not because it won't look cool <laughs> if I build it. Well, the best pizza ovens, when you go on those, uh, you know, those documentaries of the best pizza of those things don't look wonderful, bro. Gail's uncle built one that was pretty dope. It's all brick and uh, wood burning and everything like that. That's what I would see. Like Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You would never use it, though. Yes, I would. If I had a pool. First of all, if I had a pool, I don't come in in the summertime when I have a pool. I'm outside. Like the moment I get home, I strip off the clothes, throw in the trunks, go swimming. I'll night swim, huh? hang out in the backyard. That's my joint. And I haven't had that for a long time. Next house. When's the last time you went swimming, Dan? Fuck, bro. It's been a long time. Seriously, like, <laughs> like probably five years. Oh, you haven't even gone laps at GB3 or anything? No, nah, I don't get into a gym pool. Neither do I. I don't like it. I don't even like going to water parks anymore. Well, you know, I did not like it. And then when I found out that that brain eating amoeba had actually infected a kid, I'd be like, ha! Well, not ha, but I knew something like that was bound to happen. I'm over here talking about all the stuff I don't like to do that we can't even do anymore anyway. I have a feeling people are going to snap back to normal way more, way better than I, I'd like them to. Because I think, uh, like, when I, you know, we have that picture floating around of the making of Parasite and the director was wearing a mask even then. I'm like, yeah, we probably should have been wearing masks this whole time. China's been doing this shit for years. Remember when they were we, talking I, about SARS and stuff? I know you're talking about South Korea, right? Well, the thing is, I all of uh, like I'm from now on always going to wear a mask. I'm just going to wear a mask, period, when I go out. The thing is, now you could probably just for the rest of your life do that, and when it all dies down, you're still going to look fairly normal. You might look overcautious, but you're going to look normal. Yeah, and I just make sure that I'd have a bunch of different masks that match whatever I'm wearing. You got to coordinate. That's true. Coordinate. Most people don't know what the crowd are talking about. Right These now. young bucks, they don't know. <laughs> you guys don't know. This is a grown folks conversation we're having right now. Fast forward about 10 seconds. Uh, you know what? We'll talk something else that's dumb. What else are we going to talk about before we get to reviews? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited for today's reviews because 
I did not know you watched as many things as you did. I watched a lot. And even more than that. Yeah, but I'm not going to like go off on these these massive reviews. Like I think this is going to definitely be like a lightning round of reviews because I watched so much stuff. Dude, I don't know how you do it. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened was I hurt my knee, right? I don't even know what I did. Remember when I was talking about fixing my car, Steve? Yes, I do. I think that may have done it. I know it's so pathetic to say, but that's like the only thing I did. I was on my knees, kneeling, doing that kind of thing, getting underneath the car, fixing That's the car. That's definitely what happened. Dude. But then I went for like a two mile walk mm. on my lunch break. And then I came home and I kind of twisted my knee, but it wasn't like a, oh my God, I just did something. It was like, have you ever done this thing where you, your body turns, but your foot stays still? Totally. Yeah, that's it. That's all I did. And But it was like, That's Ow. all you need, bro. But I woke up the next day and the back of my knee was on fire. I'm like, oh no, this isn't right. This doesn't feel like... It didn't feel like bone, you know, it, it felt like soft tissue. And I'm like, this isn't good. And then I looked oh, in the, I got out of the shower and I looked in the mirror and my right knee was so much bigger than my, than my left. And it was like that kind of swollen where, cause there's a bunch of fluid in it where like you're like hurt your finger, sprained your finger and you can't bend it all the way. Cause it's like oh, swollen. Yes. That's, I couldn't uh-huh. bend my knee all the way. And it just, it's been that way for like a, it's actually getting better now, but it was like that way for a week. So you're not going to be doing these walks for a while. No, I'm ready to get back to it. It was just this really weird freak thing. I mean, I still have a brace on because it's like the swelling's done. <clears throat> excuse me. Because it's like the swelling's done. But if I turn, it'll just bite me. So I'm not going to, I'm going to wait probably like another week before I go walking again. I was, re- you know, it is my body's warning me because it was like, I'm all stubborn and I was ready to start running again. And I think my body's like, uh-uh, I'm going to do something so fucked up to you. And you're not even going to have to do anything. Just to prove that if you go and do something extreme like running when you know you shouldn't be running, it's going to be worse. So you probably are never going to run again. Um, every bike. every doctor, physical therapist, they're like, don't run. Why are you running? Yeah, it's a bunch bike. of shock. Are you a runner right now? No, used to be. Yeah, but you're not a runner right now. Yeah, but I used to be. I'll say it again. You're not a runner right now. Okay, you got me. Yeah, don't do it. It's too much shock. Yeah, don't do body. it, dude. And it's get not a, like, it's not like bike. it's not like, oh, it's because you're too fragile, Dan. It's just like it's just no. a lot of shock absorption. Why don't you just get a nice uh gravel bike? Call it a day. Uh, you know what I was thinking about doing is getting a Peloton. Dude, don't do that. Or not not necessarily not the Peloton, because that's just too expensive. But getting like a it's like this stationary, like I use my my bike that I have, and it's like this stationary thing that you lock your bike into so you can actually train indoors. And then you follow the Peloton app and it gives you all these different exercises that you can do you don't want to just do it outside yes i want to do it outside as well but on days like this where it's just fucking scorching outside it would be nice to, yeah well it's also scorching inside because my goddamn air conditioner doesn't yeah. work <laughs> but you know what i'm saying you feel me yeah did, did i tell you about my biking story this last week oh, i didn't uh, i heard you. that you you texted me that you ate shit that's one thing that happened oh, okay um I, i'm sure people would love to hear about that though oh that was terrible um I got a new tire because my tire popped. So I went and got it. I replaced my back tire. Um, and so I went on this, my 10 miler and about eight miles out, my other tire goes down. So I have to walk eight miles with my bike back home. Dang. You were just Eminem in it all the way home. Gee, it was like a hundred degrees. Where do you ride? I ride. I normally, I go through a neighborhood because what happened was one day I, I rode my normal uh, route and it got me like 7.59 and so I was like okay if I ride through the neighborhood it gives me the 31 or the 231 that I need so I ride through this neighborhood to get the 231 and then I go 
out, like I go west on Shields all the way to like Hayes, make a left and I go all the way to McKinley, then just go six miles out. What if you changed your route and we rode together? Oh, that'd be dope. We should do that, man. I've got a bike. I would have no problem doing that. You wear a helmet? No. I wouldn't think you'd wear a helmet. I don't wear a helmet either. I was just wondering. I'm going to. After this last, after the scrub, I'm going to wear a helmet. No, I mean, I'm stubborn and Gil says that I should absolutely have one. I just don't. Yeah. But I don't yeah. wear, I mean, I currently don't wear a helmet. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's going to, it's not the thing that I'm going to go rush out and buy, which is probably the first thing I should do. <laughs> Dude, that's the first thing. I know. What, what kind of bike do you have? It is a um, specialized. Oh, that's a good bike, dude. It's good. I like it. It's not one of them $3,000 alloy bikes that you can lift up with your pinky, but it it does the job. I don't need that because I don't ride a lot, but I've had this bike for a few years. Dude, that's a nice bike, bro. Yeah. I converted it though. It used to be a mountain bike and I changed it to a street bike because I've got street tires on it and I took off the shocks and uh, changed a few parts out. I guess I probably just could have bought a street bike, but at the time I got a good deal on it. I was like, fuck it. Look at this guy. I was thinking about maybe mountain biking riding. It never happened. Well, and the funny thing is you have an SUV that could take you to the mountains and mountain bike. Yeah, just but it doesn't happen. I don't want to. Why, why don't you do that? Because people get fucked up. <laughs> like now, why don't you do it? You actually have time. I don't know. I don't have that much time, Steve. I'm pretty busy right now. Dan. What? You could totally take one of your days off and go up to the mountains. Yeah, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> Fine on the street. Thank you. Although, I, although the family. No, no, no. Hear me out. The family's talking about hiking. I think it might start hiking. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be not, I'm actually, you know, things change for me too. I'm, instead of getting my, the, the car I was going to get for my second car, I'm getting an, uh, um, forerunner or a truck. Are you? Yeah. I need to be able to, I realized that my car as of now doesn't really have a lot of storage space. Yeah. It has no storage space. <laughs> and so I want to be able to, like, if I, there's a lot of things that are like, oh, this keyboard is a great price. I, it's right down the street. I could just get it. I'm like, oh, I can't. You can't put a keyboard in that car? No, you'd have to flop down the freaking yeah. seats. Uh, but and you can do it. Technically, but not like a full, uh, like a legit um, uh, throwback piano, like a CP80 that I'd want. I'd have to get a truck. But if I had a truck, it'd be no problem. Or, an, or a, um, the only reason I was going to get a Forerunner is because I was told about, uh, they're like, it has a closed bed where you could actually go up to the mountains and just sleep if you wanted to. I was like, I don't think I'll ever do that. And then I thought to myself, how often do you say that? And you actually one day want to do it. How about just getting one just for some random reason? You've been watching car commercials, haven't you? I've actually been reading a few self-improvement books. This guy in his reading. Oh, looky here. We got a reader. Oh, dude, I've read five books in the last two weeks. Wow. Am I supposed to be impressed or something? You really shouldn't because. <laughs> oh, yes, Steve. Them, well, I watched 12 movies and. <laughs> no. One of them went over my head. I'm not going to lie. I, it went way over my I'm head. I'm giving I was just you like, shit. Well, at least I read it. No, I, I appreciate that you read. I honestly need more time to do that and I just never do. Or I always find a way to like get out of it. But I do enjoy reading. It's weird. But the one thing is, is that I'm, I'm a fiction guy, right? Yes. And I've been listening to you talk about these things. I went into Barnes and Noble the other day. Which is a weird experience. Everyone's all, ma- I mean, everyone's masked up everywhere, but it's just not, it just feels different. It doesn't feel of like course. you can, it doesn't feel like Barnes and Noble to me. But anyway, I went yes. in there and uh, I started looking at these books, these self-help books. There's so many of them. I don't even know where to start. Yes. I don't know because I'm yeah. all fucked up all over the place. I don't know what to start with first. I would text you, if you asked me, I would text you the good one to get. There's only two. And I'd text you like, get one of these two. You'd be fine. 
Yeah, I, the guy that reads all the self-help books knows a lot about him. I didn't uh, hit him yeah, up. And it's, I Much like, like the yeah, I see scenario. what you're doing. I see <laughs> no, what I mean, you're doing. I'm actually just making myself a hypocrite is what I'm saying. No, but still, I see where you're going. Yeah. I did this. Yeah, we both did the same thing. You know what? We cheated each other, man. We did. We did. We, we did. really did we not did. do solids for each other. And, I, and I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I do. Do you forgive me? Absolutely, man. I'm glad we talked about this. Thank you. And you know, the thing is, the fact that you went looking for self-help in itself is a motion into the right direction. Yeah. I just want to be better. I don't want to have this conversation yeah. right now, but I want to be around, man. I want to be around. And my pops I died totally- early and I do not want to be, I don't want that fate. And if I'm doing math, I'm on like limited, like if I'm comparing his life to mine, I'm on limited time. So I have to make sure, first of all, I'll say I'm way healthier than my dad was, but um, yeah. You know, genetics are a bitch. So I'm just trying to do things to have a more healthier mind, uh, healthier heart, healthier body. And I need to get on track with that shit. Yeah, dude, listen, I'm for real. I used to make fun of this dude at the hearing center because he goes to all the national parks. He visits them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would you even do that? And now I'm like, why wouldn't you? Why would like, why did I automatically go to the direction of why would you? He has pictures. I look, I'm like, that doesn't look real at all. It looks like you got that out of a magazine. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's, that's, um, like, he'll be like, that's Banff Na- National Park. I'm like, dude, you, you drove 17 hours to see him. He's like, yeah, but the picture was worth it. That's 18 hours, but it was well more than worth it. I work with somebody that travels constantly. That's their thing. That's what they do. Their kids are grown and they just, you know, they, she has a good job. He's got a good job and they travel all the time. They're constantly leaving the country. You know, they have a good time. And I know that's not everyone's deal. Like, there's people that just don't like traveling. Matter of fact, I was having a conversation with one of these people about the other person. And I think it's important these days, the older that we get, that we have to live our best lives. If we're just sitting around watching everything go by. I mean, put 2020 into context, bro. It's August. (laughs) It's crazy. It's fucking August. And, And I remember getting on the plane in Chicago back in February or March 1st. And it's just like, where did all that time go? What have we been doing this whole time? That's how fast time goes. I have a daughter that's going to be 18 years old. Well, actually 17. But my point is, is that she acts so mature. It's almost like she's there anyway. But it's like, where'd my baby girl go? My son is 22 years old, man. It's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I've been having a lot of conversations like that lately where it's like, you know what? It's time to start living a better life and doing all these things. We should. We should do. Yeah, we should. But we never do. I don't need to have the fanciest car. I don't need to have, you know what I mean? I don't need to have the fanciest home. I just want to be happy. I want to enjoy my life and I want to die a happy man when it's time, when it's really time, not because I fucked myself up early in life. And and that's the thing. It's, it's what you expect out of life. Like if, if, if you say you draw a picture, record an album, write a book, if all those things you do and say, I want to be a millionaire, that means anything short of that is going to be a disappointment for you. If you go into it being like, I want to make this thing because I think it might touch someone's life. If it acts, if it does touch someone's life, you've already done what you thought. It would. And just by the sake of someone hearing it, it touches their life and be like, okay, that's all you needed to do. But the better thing to do is I just need this creativity out of me, regardless of what happens. Now you're at the right space. Like now you're doing what you need. If you're like, I want to travel, not to see beautiful sights, but just because I just want to travel. That means you have no expectations. And anything that happens out of you traveling, you'd be like, that was amazing. That was fun. Like if I went to Banff being like, I want to see that guy's picture that he showed me. 
I'm going to be disappointed because it's a different time of year. The sun might not be hitting the river like it was. Everything's different. But if I'm like, I'm just going so that I can just enjoy being in nature, I won't be disappointed. I'll be in nature regardless of what happens. I'll be in nature. So I just need to start doing that, not expecting anything and just being like, I'm going to experience what this world is giving me, which is a visual that is a stat like that one time I went to Yosemite for Michael's um, naturalization. I was like, oh, this is why people go to Yosemite. It looked like a postcard. And, but I got so used to it when I lived in San Luis Obispo. We'd go to Yosemite for music camp, a free camp where we did music all day for two weeks. And I just got desensitized to it. I was like, yeah, we all go to camp. Well, you're right? younger. You don't appreciate those things. Yeah, we all got this, right? I go. I went skiing every year with my school. We all go skiing, right? When I come here, they're like, we didn't go skiing every... You went winter ski trips? I'm like, yeah. In my Christian school, that's all we do. Didn't you guys do that? No. I just got so desensitized, dude. I thought everyone had this upbringing. It's just a normal thing. And so now when I went to Yosemite, I was like, oh my God. This is incredible. And so I'm just going to, I need to, I need to see more. And I think, the, you know, I'm probably not going to take my forerunner too far because I'm going to have to get an older one because I'm not spending, a, I'm going to spend like four grand the end. I can't, I can't just, but I'm going to go far enough where I could take like a, maybe, you know, a boogie board or something somewhere and just, you know, my bike and just visit the earth, you know, and enjoy it. Listeners talking to you. Next time Steve says he grew up hard, just remember that whole conversation we just had right now. Okay? Just remember that shit. Mr. I came up hard. Oh, he went skiing every year and I just, I don't know. Oh, dude. Dude, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was. You did not grow up hard, Steve. And my mom, she's just like, we struggled every month just to keep you there. And I didn't know that. I thought that it was just cake. <laughs> I don't know why. In my brain, I was like, yeah, you paid for it. She's like, we were broke every month making sure you were Okay. I'm pretty sure I came up harder than you. When I look at my life, when my mom moved me from L.A. because of that whole situation, I know she was just like, oh, that could have been my son. And he was right there. So, yeah, we're leaving. After that, it was just roses, dude. Good for you, man. She made sure she made sure it was roses because it just hit too close to home. She's like, oh, four inches this way. It's done. So we're leaving. And she went. But I think she overcorrected. I think San Luis was too much. Like, I think we should have gone L.A., San Bernardino, Bakersfield. No, 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 no. I think, okay, I okay. Think- L.A., San Bernardino. Where's a, a less black place as we ease into whiteness? Oh, you like, mean you went, you been, went like there was like you went from a lot of black people to no black people? Is that what you're To no at? black. I, was, I think there should have been a, a gradual, but she's like, no, my son's living till 20. Well, I'm sure she said further than that, but I think, you know, when you're young and you see when your kid's little, you're like 20 seems a million, <laughs> like it's a million years away. And so, um, but a, like when I go back to the school where I grew, you know, in San Luis and all that stuff, like I consider Fresno my home. You know, everyone always asks, why did you move from San Luis? A, it wasn't my call. B, I was like, I would have rather lived in Fresno the whole time because I just love the city was built for me. It was built for me. And I get why people don't like the area. But this place is a very Steve place. And it sucks that I have to leave. I don't understand the Fresno hate. I remember it's not. Well, I shouldn't say that it's not as bad as it used to be. But Fresno used to be the butt of jokes all the time. 
mm-hmm. television, whatever. Fresno was the was the butt of the joke. It seems like that's changed, but I've never been one to like even when all that was happening, I'm like, I like Fresno. Like, what's wrong with it? it? Outside of it just being yes, we don't have every major concert come through. We don't have it, it's not a huge metropolitan area. And yes, there is a lack of culture in comparison to some other cities. But it's a nice place to live. Outside of extreme summer heat, it's it, the weather's really nice. We're close, you know, like it's all the selling points that anyone would tell you if you're trying to convince someone to go to Fresno. But we're two hours away from Yosemite, man. Four from Los Angeles. Three from if you're driving fast, two and a half from San Francisco. It's a nice place to be. I like it. It's what? Well, I mean, there's a reason Silicon Valley's coming here. I think all of a sudden they're just like, wait a minute. The only thing is the heat, and we never go outdoors. <laughs> yeah, be like we could just stay inside and. I mean, when they're buying $700,000 or $900,000 for a little tiny house in L- in Frisco, they come out here and be like, what can $900,000 get us? And they see, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We are, tra- and, you know, we got Bitwise downtown. Their facilities are very nice. Somebody could school me right now when it comes to real estate, because honestly, I haven't been looking right now. So property sales, I don't know if it's good or bad right now, but I think no matter where it's at, if they're coming from like the Bay Area oh, to, to buy a house in Fresno, that's a fucking investment right there. Because it, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, this is going to be a completely different city. Oh, there's an, I mean, dude, right down the street from me, there's these Wathen homes. I think Wathen's everywhere. But we went to go look, uh, Melissa and I, just for fun, we went to go look at these massive homes that have like a, um, what do you call it? A, not a balcony, but a, um, where there's like a whole different living space upstairs that you could look over a the loft. living room. Yeah, as a loft, this massive loft, this huge house. And, uh, you know, this massive laundry room. I mean, it's just entirely too big for us to actually live. I mean, it's just like, this is ridiculous. Let's look in and see how it is. It was like 380. <laughs> I was like, anywhere else, this house would be worth a million dollars. You get a house like that in North Carolina, it's like way cheaper. Way oh, cheaper. Yeah, so, went yeah, to North Carolina. Like, yeah. She was tripping mm-hmm. on the property value over there. It's crazy. And every and I think every well, I don't know if the South. I don't know. We'll see. But I know here that house is not going to be 380 for long. And they've already sold all 90 of them that they built. They're like, yeah, they just I thought when they're like, yeah, better jump on it quick. It's going to be gone. I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh, they're going to the double that you know, price within five years. Dude. Gone. Maybe that's a little. Like, maybe that's a little quick, but you know what I'm saying. But that's perfect for you and like for like they had one like if you and Gail went later on, it's perfect for the small because that's you'd even go in there and be like, if it's just going to be me and Gail after, no, we're not going to do because cleaning it would be insane. Yeah, I don't want to have this massive house. Other ones are just they have instant like when you walk in, the lights turn on as you walk underneath them. And they're like state of the art and all this stuff. And it's like 280. <laughs> it's like, what? I appreciate all that stuff. But that, like, and I know that you were just telling me the, what the features are and what the price is. But like that stuff doesn't, it's not important to me, man. I, when I move, I just want a house. It doesn't have to be a big house. It just has to be set up for when, like if I want to entertain, I can. You know what I mean? Like I think a layout of a house is, is important. And if you don't have enough space, which I don't feel I have enough space, I, I, that's why I don't have like Christmas at my house and Thanksgiving at my house. I want a house where I can entertain. Like I feel it's my time. I'm a big boy now. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's time for me to take the responsibility of having everyone come over to our house to do these things. I would, re- yes, I would say, but for you, I, w- if I would be honest with you and say, you probably are going to need something newer because you want the way you are. I would imagine if they get like a new brand of broadband, 
that's super duper fast, you don't want it to be like, oh, I'm sorry, your house is so old, it's not wired for it. These houses are wired for whatever comes. We know that, okay, it's wired for it, base model, it's going to be ready for it. Whereas if you have a house that's 15 years old, you they couldn't have foreseen what kind of weird sure. bull crap we're going to be using now. Whereas you're going to want the fastest speed you can get and someone telling you, sorry, you're not wired for the speed. It's going to, pro- even if you wouldn't be able to technically see the speed, knowing it's there, you'd be like, I'm missing five seconds of download speed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would drive you crazy. No, I, I see your point, but I don't think that I would do something like that personally because both her and I actually like older homes. We, we're not really into newer homes. Do we, you really? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just. That's awesome, dude. I know a lot of people that are building homes and stuff and good on them, man. I, you know, get, get yours. But for me, I like the style of an older home. You don't mind the up upkeep and all that stuff? No, I mean, I know it's all part of it, but I just like the style of older home. Like, for instance, and again, guys, I'm sorry, I'm getting local. We do this all the time. But like the Bullard area, Bullard High School area right there, that's a really nice area. Dude, I can't wait to see what kind of house you buy, bro. I don't even know if I'm going to. Like, would it be weird to just rent for the rest of my life? Yes, it would. I think it would, huh? It's like, it's because I'm just throwing away money. But <laughs> you're the throwing. The, but here's the deal, man. I'm on the ad. Like, we keep talking about how we're like on the other side of the hill. I'm only so many years to retirement. Dan, if you buy a house, you will have it paid off by the time you're freaking 70. I don't know, man. Patreon's not paying what it, what it should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of podcasts. Yeah. I know he's not going to listen, so I'm not tripping. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, I hadn't seen him for 20 years. Um, and, he, you know, when when someone moves to another facility, you just never see them again. Mm-hmm. And so he was in materials. And I walked up, and we were talking. I was like, oh, my God, good to see you. Da, 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 da. And uh, we kept seeing each other because he was filling in for someone. And before he, he's like, hey, this is my last day. We got to keep in touch. I was like, for sure. He said, you know who I listen to every day? I'm like, who? He's like, Joe Rogan. Dude, my whole idea of him changed in that second why doesn't make him a bad person dude it makes him less than smart depends on what he's listening for i hear you like like i'm not taking any type of medical advice from joe rogan i don't care for the guy myself but i don't know should we be (laughs) judging people on their entertainment watches Um, and and listens and i don't think rogan's entertainment I think people listening to listen to him for information. He's not inter. They they kind of do the entertainment thing, but I think they think he's informative. And I was like, "Oh, you get your information from this dude." Yeah, if he's like, "Well, Rogan says this," then that's a whole thing. He used to be so good at what he did, dude. We're breaking our own rule right now, bro. We're and I've done it twice this year. We're talking shit on other like popular podcasts, but I've just got an issue with this guy for some reason, and I'm not entirely sure what it is. It's just. There is a brand of broiness with him that I just can't seem to subscribe to. <laughs> Let me tell you what here's a, a person, this woman on Twitter. I didn't get her name, but I know she wrote this tech or this tweet that said it perfectly. She said, Joe Rogan is proof that anything that all men like are trash. I said, Oh my God. And I tried to go through my Rolodex of things that men really, really dig like podcasts, movies. I'm like, it's totally right. Let's do some. Okay, let's see. Okay, Rogan. <laughs> that's you listen to the Bro Brogan show. Gee, so that's one. Do you know any women that like Joe Rogan? No. Are there any women out there that like Joe Rogan? I'm just curious. I would be willing to bet that none of you do. Here's another one. 300. It's not a good movie. It was bro It's, yeah. 
You never see a woman going, this is Sparta. <laughs> it's a very bro and totally a historical movie that we're all like, yeah. But when you really watch it, you're like, this is a bad movie. Okay, we're on to something. What else? What else? <laughs> um, What other bro Don't say pro wrestling because there's lots of women that like pro wrestling. Not that you were going That's to. That's true. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just it um, popped in my head. I'm just thinking of things right now. So it was more me talking to myself, I think. Oh, I know. I know. But we could take apart a part of pro wrestling. Women don't like Vince McMahon. Men do. And he's a douche. I think a lot of women do like him, but I see I don't point. think so. I do I not would, think so. I wouldn't so. even know where to start. Now, I know we have wrestling fans. I know that yes. for a fact. But I think they're all guys. But do women like Vince McMahon? Because holy shit, that guy's over the top. Yes, and women liked, when you look at the ones that women like, women like The Rock. Yeah, they like the handsome Turns guys. out he's the best ever. They like that dude, uh, Chris Jericho. They like, um, I've seen them, I've seen them go gaudy Wait for him. Wait a minute, didn't... They go didn't, gaga uh, for him at the Iron Maiden concerts, because he has a band called Fozzy. Dude, you, I just had someone in my brain. Oh, here's a, here's a guy that women like that, oh, no, 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 they didn't. Shoot. Yeah, anything we all like is not good that is a symbol like if a bunch of dudes like it we should be like hold on pause what the crap is going on here so like gangbangs and stuff like that <laughs> okay do you want me to get serious on you real yeah quick? all right so back in the day um in my younger years i never participated but my friends would always talk about running trains on women sure you never participated i couldn't i just i thought i'd get herpes um I and it was like uh it was totally rape, dude. Right? Or am I bugging? Um I think it's rape. I'm gonna say this. I think there's both cases of that. Like okay. I legit think that someone's just down to do that. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think it should be shamed. I don't now that's true, but I'm saying if she was drinking, there's no way it should have happened. That's some scary crap, dude. This is hot button stuff right here. I do think that in both cases, there's probably, I think both cases are probably right. Like, I'm sure there's just that person that I don't mind having a few. I was planning on doing it anyway. That's how far. It's like, <laughs> dude, I look back, I'm like, what the crap, dude? And my boys should be like, yeah, Duke. Well, it's like, holy crap. Dude. I've always wondered this, Steve, because I've heard people say this and I've never said this before, but when they say it, what constitutes a train, numerically? Um, I would say two people. <laughs> One after the no, other. Kill was walking out, and she just turned around and looks be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Two people. I yeah, two people. Okay. Like I, I don't think I don't think. Um, Isn't that just a threesome? One, I'm saying one one after the other. Did you know that your your that uh, the man's penis is evolutionary like evolutionarily involved evolved to actually scoop out the previous person's jizz? It's pretty crazy. Say that again. Like your your penis is is designed to scoop out hypothetically. This is a theory to scoop out the previous person's jizz and replace it with yours, so that you're actually inseminating the person. Okay, I'm gonna bite. Go ahead. That's it. That's all. That's, that's how all though. Please, I, I need to hear. Oh, this. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know the actual, but it's a th uh, evolutionary theory that this is the truth because before it's like instead you want to uh, make your genetics go forward. 
You don't want the previous persons to go forward. You want yours to go forward. So are we talking about the events of one evening? I'm talking about like cavemen sort of thing. I'm just, but still the events of one. Yes. Yes. You're saying the next guy comes along and somehow he has a magic penis that just scoops out everything that was in there and just deposits his. Yes. Where does it go? That's what the foreskin's for. You hide it in the wrinkles. Here's what it's actually called. I'm sending you. And maybe you could read it on, on air. Why don't you read it on air? I just said it's called semen displacement. See how he, see what he does. Why don't you read on here? And then I take the fucking bait every time. Okay, let me read it. It's, and the thing is, it's like, it's a theory that I was like, I don't think I'm, bu- like, I don't buy it. I remember when I first read it, I said, I don't buy it. And then in my brain, it's like, okay, tell me why, theoreticist. How did you find this information? Uh, whenever I find, like, say I, I hear a word or, like, remember I was reading that book, um, um, Sapiens? Yeah. Where it talks about, okay, so certain things in that I didn't understand, so I'll research to find out the word that I don't, or the theory that I don't understand. And that leads me to other, because I never want to just keep going and just be like, I, I'll, I probably, that word probably means this. No, we're stopping. And I'm finding out what this word means. And it just led me to this idea. And I was like, oh, that's not true. And then my brain said, oh, since you've studied this so well, why is it not true? And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds icky. You know, that's my reason. And they're like, well, there's people who have studied this and came up with this. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. Okay. Even if it sounds weird, it's a theory that smart people talked about. As you know, this is quite an article. But uh, oh, let me see if yeah. I can just kind of break it down a little bit here. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> it says, it says uh, <laughs> during intercourse... The effect of repeated thrusting would be to draw out and displace foreign semen away from the (laughs) cervix. As a consequence, if a female copulated with more than one male within a short period of time, this would allow subsequent males to scoop out semen deposited by others before ejaculating. Now, here comes the best part, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) To test this hypothesis... Oh, uh, then they give us some I'm names. In. I'll give you the names. Gallup, Birch, Zapieri, Parvez, Stockwell, and Davis. Who are they? Read the article. And this is in 2003. Simulated sexual encounters using artificial models and measured the magnitude of artificial semen displacement as a function of phallus configuration, depth thrusting, and semen viscosity. That's a lot of time spent with semen. That's smart. The viscosity I wouldn't have thought of. They'd be like, yeah, if it's watery, it'll be, it would happen more. If it's thicker, that's pretty smart, dude. It's got them little tapioca things in there. Maybe not so exactly. much. Exactly. I wouldn't have even thought about this. I would be like, eh, sperm, sperm. They're like, actually, no, it's not. We do this for a living. <laughs> I'm going to get you a shirt that says sperm is sperm. You should. And mind you, you what you're reading, I had already said, oh, that's not true. Mind you, when I heard this, I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. These guys actually put in work and I just shrugged it. I'm like, that's icky. And I forced myself to read it. I was like, oh. It's like, I'm never going to argue like, that's just complete bullshit. But- <laughs> It's just the shit that comes out of your mouth sometimes. I'm like, what? Show me. I just need to see this article. And you show yeah, me. Yeah. You're, you're a well-informed guy, man. <laughs> I'm really not. It's just, it's just a very interesting evolutionary thing. I think it's a theory. I don't know if they've proven it, but w- when I read the article, I was like, this seems like they really put in some work to try to at least be like, well, here's the basis of this idea. It's not something I just pulled out of a hat. My thing is like, dude, our bodies are just freaking befuddling. And so when we think trains, 
Your body is literally going into an evolutionary thing where it's just like, oh, we're supposed to be taking out the stuff that came before. So the last person is more likely to inseminate and impregnate the woman than the previous three. It's pretty crazy. Steve Hudson is the Jonathan Lipnicki of podcasting. <laughs> Did you know a human head weighs eight pounds? <laughs> you ain't lying, dude. You ain't even lying. You ain't okay. And I promise it's the last one, but I know you would like this uh-huh. one. Um, they did a uh, they did a study where they put uh, monkeys. They they're like their main thing is like raspberry pudding or juice, right? Yeah. And they're like, here, monkey, you can either have this raspberry juice, or you can watch a video of your alpha just walking around. And they chose to watch a video of their alpha walking around. And they were like, this is what you do when you're watching movies. You'd rather watch like Brad Pitt and The Rock because those are your alphas. You would rather watch them walking around than do things useful in your life. Going outside doing, no, I want to watch this movie with my alpha. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Is that what I've been doing, <laughs> is that what I've been doing this whole time? Yeah, these scientists can fuck right off with their theories. <laughs> Making me feel They're bad. Like, as one of the monkeys, and I was like, oh, that's interesting for monkeys. They're like, oh, and by the way, you guys are kind of monkeys because you do this thing. I'm a monkey like a motherfucker because if you go down the list of what I've watched this week, there is total truth to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, why don't you go do some physical therapy on your knee? Nah, I think I'm going to watch a screener. I think I'm going to watch yep. Shutter. That's what they were saying. They're like, you would rather do that than anything useful. They're like, they could have had the best juice in the world. They're like, I would rather watch my alpha do nothing on TV than to do that thing. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, bro. That is insane to me. Wow. That's why I think those are other reasons why I'm just like, I need to do more, man. So, you know, I, instead of having someone put in my freaking Wi-Fi thing, I'm like, I think I'm going to try it. Instead of having someone do that stuff, I'm like, I think I'm going to try it. And I missed out on a lot of movies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing because holy shit, I, I just did nothing this week and watched far too many movies. No, that's not. Oh, speaking of which, I, let's do the context so we could actually get into the reviews. Let's do it, buddy. Do let's do it. Here we go. Bonk, bonk. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise. That's right. I'm talking like an asshole because I want to entertain you. But I'm going to go ahead and tone it back down now and get back to the real deal, which is this voice right here. Now, I'll proceed. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. It's a very good .com. By the way, I just checked. Heroes of Noise.com is worth about $1,400. Thought I would share that with you. Yeah, you'd be surprised, right? You, you, you. Anyway, I'll talk about that in just a second. But let's talk about Twitter. You can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can hit me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Don't get, don't get crazy because I put Dan Halen. That's just a joke. I'm changing it back. It's Dan Q Public. That's where you go. And Steve. The man that knows a little bit about everything at se underscore Hudson Music. There you will get the gifts, so many gifts, just so many. All he does is he speaks in gifts, pretty much the whole time. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, just go back to the uh, aforementioned heroesofnoise.com and just talk away. We'll play it. We want to listen to your lovely voices. We love all that shit. And then, of course, subscribe to the show because. Why are you listening, right? I mean, if, if this is a one-time deal, cool. Second time, you should subscribe, so stop being an asshole. Thank you very much. And you can s- subscribe to these shows pretty much anywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, all kinds of shit. It's crazy. I know, right? I'm just as bewildered as you are. And lastly, join the Heroes of Noise podcast community. Facebook, it's a great place to be. We'd love to have you. Maybe we'll have a, a party in your honor. I don't know. Maybe we won't do shit, but go there. Please, I'm asking you to. I'm going to go ahead and turn it back to the one, the only, Steve Eugene Hudson. 
how are you, ladies and gentlemen? We are going to be able to talk about some interesting stuff. Since Dan has been injured, he has been able to watch an amazing amount of movies, and he is going to review one of them right now before he goes into the rest. Dan, what's your first movie you want to talk about? <laughs> you served it back to me. You, you watched movies, too? I can talk about a movie. Like, do it, because I have a lot to All talk right. about. So there's a documentary I watched recently. It's called General Magic. Dan, have you heard of General Magic? I have not until yesterday, Steve, when you told me you watched it. All right, so General Magic, is it was a tech company that was affiliated with, with Apple years ago, like 20 years ago. And one uh, the head guy, he had an idea. He wasn't necessarily a tech dude, but he was an idea person. And he said, you know what would be cool? And people were like, what? He's like, and it showed old, vi- it just randomly they decided to videotape the beginning of this thing. He said, what if we could make a computer into a handheld device? And like, let's just say you had contacts. You could put contacts, tap on the screen, and just call somebody or email them and send it wirelessly. And people were like, well, that's ridiculous. That's preposterous. That would be the day. That's preposterous. And he said, well, and he talked to Apple. He was like, hey, will you fund this thing called General Magic so we could put this thing together? And they said, sure. So they got the biggest, greatest minds to do this thing. And I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, but it's the series of how this amazing idea that, mind you, without General Magic, you can now hear what stuff would not be now. They show videos of them learning how to to do a touch screen where you can, he's like, what if we did this? And a uh, um, an alphabet comes on the bottom and when you press A, A appears. He's like, check that out. And they stop the thing. They're like, now imagine without that where we would be right now. The fact that they just did that. That's amazing. So it's the rise and fall of how the thing he liked was we don't have a manager. We're all managers. Ladies and gentlemen, don't do that. Do not do that. I thought it was a great idea, too, when he first said it. I said, yeah, let them all be managers of their own time. No. You need a vision because one person was working on, oh, check this out. This cat is, I can make a cat swing his tail digitally and they're like well what else does it do he's like nothing i just thought it was cool and he's like yeah but it doesn't help at all anything they're like yeah but check out how the you know and then it just gets up and walks and then it keeps swinging its tail they're like yeah but does it do any other function no but i think customers would like seeing a you know a cat do cool things on their tablet and they're like yeah you need management to say okay we have one thing we need to do and so after this thing folds, which you already know it folds because you don't know what General Magic Magic is now. Right. One of the main guys, it talks about where everyone went. One of the engineers ended up being Obama's CTO. Another engineer got called by Steve Jobs, and Steve Jobs said, hey, I'm thinking about making a thing where you can kind of put, like, music in a box. And the engineer was like, really? He's like, yeah, do you think you could help me with that? And so he created the iPod. And then he went from creating the iPod to creating the iPhone. He's like, yeah, I'm the co-creator of the iPhone. He said, but without general magic and that whole thing about how to tap on your phone and do these sending contacts, I wouldn't have done that. And another person ended up being a, the like, uh, he's the president of Apple now. He said, all these people came from general magic. Without them, there is no, it's done. Nothing happens. Without, so it's a whole two-hour documentary about what happens when you get the smartest people in the room with no central leadership. 
how you can just be left to your own devices and just go off into the wrong. It's just that simple. You get sidetracked. And you when you can do anything in the world, you end up doing that thing. And it has not like if the, it was the equivalent if someone was making the iPhone and they were just like, hey, check this out. Be like, what? You can play Space Invaders. Be like, yeah, but what else? I don't know. It's just cool, right? You can play Space Invaders. Be like, no, but Steve Jobs was like, I wanted to do these certain things. The end. We'll go from there. Make sure it can make calls, texts, contacts. You tap on the phone. This happens. Apps, App Store, these things I need it to do. All the other crap, okay, whatever. But make sure it does this. It just shows, man. Leadership is everything. Check it out. It's called General Magic. Fantastic. So does it give Steve Jobs kind of like a, not necessarily put him in a negative light because he just enlisted this guy to help him out. But it seems to me from, if I take a step back and kind of look at it from a wide angle, Steve Jobs tends to be the hero when it comes to the iPhone and the iPod and things like that. He he was the, he was a person that I, I thought he was just like, do it, figure it out. No, what he did was he saw what people could do and was like, if you can do that, you could do this thing I have in my brain that I can't figure out. He got other people to be like, I know you're smart enough to figure this out. So can you do it? But once you say, yes, I can, well, then he's going to be on you because you told him that you can do it. Now, mind you, Steve Jobs, they didn't, he didn't hire these people out of general magic until he was back after 10 years of being fired from Apple. They had fired him and then it started tanking and they rehired him right. to bring back his company. And that's when he said, before I even come back, oh boy, do I have an idea. And when people were just like, you can't fit 300 songs on a little thing like that. And Jobs started calling people. He's like, do you think we could do this? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, then let's do it. And that's when he did the iPod. And, he, and it's really cool how they have a diagram of how he came up with the iPod. It's like drawn first. He drew the idea. It's like, well, technically, if you do this plus this plus this, hypothetically, we could fit 300 songs. And mind you, 300 songs for anybody that doesn't know, at the time, was an astronomical. Yeah, it's unheard of. On it's, on, it's, it's, it's magic. It's, it's magic. Like, you were the for, coolest for, dude on the block <laughs> if you had one. 300 songs, mind you. And so when we hear it today, it's like, whatever. But, you know, the guy was saying when he called, he was like, we want to get 300 songs. He's like, hmm, he doesn't think of them as songs. He thinks of them as bits. He's like, can we fit this many bits on this thing? And how can we do that? And he's like, yeah, I think we can do it. Yeah, talk to me and, in my language. Yes, exactly. And so he said, um, and it's funny because when I was watching, I was like, Dan's going to lose his mind over this documentary. <laughs> this documentary is going to be like, oh, because everything General Magic did is like, I do that on my iPhone now. And they're the ones that came up with that. Like, yeah. Oh, it sounds crazy. They do it. It sounds in. And I didn't realize how many he's like, they broke down how to do a touchscreen, but they just did it way too fast. And I couldn't understand it. But they're like, you have to have your X and Y axis um, coordinated so that when I push this button, this happens at that axis point. And I was like, oh, that does make sense. He's like, but when they pushed it, it would take like two seconds and then A would pop up. And the guy was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We need it to, when you hit it, boom, hit it, boom, immediately. I was like, oh, dude, super interesting. It's called General Magic. And where'd you check it it's out? It's amazing. It's on Prime Video. Oh, nice. Okay. Or it's on Hulu. One of the two. Either or. Nice, man. How about it, a ratings? 
Oh, I'm going to give this, um, it's not a classic, but I will give it a four out of five. I'll give it a four. I give it a four out of five. Ooh, a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Oh, pre-USB ports. Okay, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Mega flops or some shit like that. Dude, it was... It- <laughs> When he was talking about it, he's like, we made this coax cable that sticks in by a sliver. He's like, you know what we kind of invented then? He's like, the USB. I said, oh, my God, you guys did. Crazy. He's like, yeah, we were inventing everything by necessity. So much of this we, stuff just comes from dudes fucking around in the garage. That's what they were saying. He's like, yeah, we were just nerds. And we're like, how do we make this? This how do we make this information flow faster? They're like, well, technically, if we make this thing that does this, and he's like, that's the only reason we made it. It's because we needed information to flow faster. They needed the information to flow for everybody on online. They needed the information to flow faster because when they're doing things on these little tablets they're inventing, they wanted to be able to see it on a big screen in real time. So they needed whatever they were doing on that little tablet to be on the screen quickly. So they're like, okay, this is what we're doing, everybody. That's it. That's all. God. So they didn't have to gather gather around this tablet. They're like, we need it to just go to the big screen. So we make this random coax cable that ended up being a USB port. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, much love to all the, the OG nerds out there that Dude. that they were nerds when it wasn't cool to be like, oh, I'm a nerd. No, I'm a nerd because I like Thank Star you. Wars. Thank no, these you. were nerds that people, and they were called that for a reason. They were insulted by it. And now they're like the biggest players in the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, the let's give it up to the nerds of the past. That are making our lives that much easier. Like right now. Thank you, nerds. I'm doing a podcast right now because of you. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, the guy that did the whole thing, that he was in charge, he's not, he didn't go in to do anything else. They're like, what did you do after this? He said nothing. He just drives around, takes his bike, and sees nature. They're like, how do you feel that you've created the iPhone, the i like you technically invented all this and you didn't get any of the results? He said, What do you mean? It's just what I did then was a part of my life then. I am now a part of my life now. It all works together. And I'm perfectly, he's like so zen about it. And he's like, it's okay. And he's like, without this, that didn't happen. So I was just one of the things that led to the information that we have now. And I'm okay with that. That is oh, that is perfectly fine. And he just rides through the countryside on his bike and just lives life. And they're like, why didn't you ever start up another company? He said, I just, because that time passed. And I don't need to try to recreate this map. It's okay. I was merely a nail in the train track. That's what he's thinking. Dude, I think he used that literal, he's like, in order to put down a a track, (laughs) you have to have a, I think he used that, he's like, I was just one of the nails. And he's like, it's fine. He's putting them all out there. It takes a village. What else can I do? Dude, he's lit, and the person interviewing him was even kind of like, you're not mad? And he's like, what's there to be mad? (laughs) This dude's like, I'm mad for you. Exactly. He's like, life goes on. He said, I have a, you know, I have a beautiful daughter, a beautiful son that all grew up and they're all alive. And, you know, some people can't say that. I'm okay. I've been microdosing on LSD for the last year. It has to be that, right? It has to (laughs) be I think it's something. And, And I will say that the people that do invent these things, they always call back to him. They're like, oh, without him, we don't even have the freedom to do this. Like we didn't, he gave these nerds, cause it's funny. They asked, they're like, one of the nerds, the guy that ended up inventing the iPod, he actually went to General Magic and like sat outside their door trying to get a job. That's what he did. He's like, I wanted a job with General Magic. They're like, yeah, but you're so smart. You can get a job with like GE. You can get a job at the. He said, no, no, no. All the nerds know 
where the magic is happening. And it's right in this room with the smartest coders. Because I didn't know about like Computer World magazine back in the day, like Code Word or whatever. They're like, there were these magazines back in like the 80s that would have like the best coders in them. And so they were stars to these nerds. And he's like, three of the best coders were in that building. So he called the HR director every day and they interview her. She's like, I got so sick of hearing his mouth that I just finally just were like, will you please look at this dude's resume, please? So that he stopped bugging me. And he ended up getting the job and winning on, he went on to create the iPod and the iPhone. He's like, but when you want something, dude, go out and get it. Take it by the balls and go. Damn. Get it, dude. You know what's crazy? That's what he, you know what's crazy, Steve? Huh. Hear this, listen. You know how I did that? How? General magic. It is, yeah, right? I know. Thanks, General it's, Magic. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Dan, you're going to text me after you watch the, the documentary. And I know I forgot some stuff. You're going to say, Do you, they created this thing too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. they. I, I mean, dude, when you get the, but it's just, oh, gee. I mean, look, General Magic, watch it. And the good thing is you don't feel bad for anyone at the end. The people that don't want to ever do anything again, they they it was their choice. They're like, I could have done something amazing. I just... I think that moment in time was so special that anything that I created after that would just pale in comparison. <laughs> so why even do it? Well, I guess beautiful. What was your numeric rating again? Four out of five pre-USB ports. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will right. be checking that out. Now, I'll do one. And I'm going to say, first of all, that a lot of these are going to be like lightning round reviews because I have quite a few of them. The ones yeah. that I watched extensively over things that I can't, I'll be talking about one of them. As a matter of fact, I can talk about one because um, I can't give you a review on it, but I can tell you what I watched. And that is Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. I watched the screener for that. I blasted through that shit quick. Let's just say that. Okay. I, I, I did the whole season. So if that tells you anything. Um, that's going to be coming out. I believe it's this Friday, but I can't talk about any of it. Let's talk about the stuff that I can. And the first thing I watched is something that came out earlier this year. I didn't even really want to watch it. I don't know why, but I've been into cooking shows lately. And uh, this one is called Cooked with Cannabis. So I'm like, hey, let me check oh, it out. Cooked with Cannabis. Yeah, man. So have you even heard of this one on Netflix? I have not. All right. I recommend you watch it. It's not. Really? I like. Okay. I like cooking shows, right? But. The cannabis aspect of it is kind of cool. It's not like so stonery that it's just kind of like a, like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? This is like just watching some, it's not, it's not like you're watching half baked on a cooking show. There's some intellect to this. There's science to this, man. And the co-hosts are Kelis and a guy named Leather Stores. <laughs> you know who Leather Stores is? I do not. That's where he, I think he got a lot of his notoriety from like YouTube and stuff, but he's a chef and I think he's now in Los Angeles area. I've never really seen any of his restaurants or anything like that. But this guy, I'm not trying to be mean, but this dude has such a lisp that you kind of have to like back up from him. Like it's, it's really bad. He's talking about how they're just putting cannabis and all the, tr- the terpenes oh, wow. into the, and it's bad, man. And it's like, I'm not making fun of his lisp, but like, it's so prominent that I could not stand because his lips are always wet. there's lots of spit spraying but anyway and i don't know what it is about these guys these guys always got this kind of voice on these shows i don't know why they all talk that way they're like the same guys that are trying to sell you stuff on like uh like if you're listening to like um Serious satellite right it's like hi i'm mike for years my arms were always sweaty until I <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. been in this product and now i haven't sweat in two years like yes. that's the kind of voice that he has but he's, he's a decent host but um it's kelly's right are we talking about the singer 
Yes. The black singer? The one with the milkshakes. I, sir, I'm here to tell you that her milkshakes still bring him to the yard. I'm just saying that. You should check it out. But yes, that's her. I remember her song, I Hate You So Much. Right? Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, so she's on here. She's the co-host. Apparently, she's also a chef now, which I wasn't aware of. I did. You know who she used to be married to? Uh, Nas. Look at this guy. She's pretty, dude. Dude, she's very pretty, and she looks great on this show. Yeah, she's very pretty. So yeah, the, the milkshakes are still luring him is what I'm saying, ladies Yo, and gentlemen. I, I see that, bro. Bro, let me tell you what. This is a this is a very entertaining show because it's just like any other cooking show, except that they start utilizing the science. It's not about like um like if we're if we're really being fair about this, Gail brought this up. It's not technically a fair show because this show isn't really about getting high. I'll I'll get into how they they sort of distribute it because they they go from like THC to CBD and I'll explain okay. that in just a second. But it's not about like man, this dish got me the highest, so therefore this person wins because they're eating all of these things at the same time. So there's really no way to regulate what made you high and what didn't. You know what I mean? Yes. But Gail was the one to point that out. She's like, well, how would they even know what this stuff is doing to them if they're all eating like? Because it's like a a main, you know, like an appetizer, a main course, and a, a yes. dessert kind of thing. Yes. That's what it is. But it was pretty interesting because I didn't really think about that when you're applying, you know, THC and CBDs to food. Like, what exactly is entailed with that? So there's a science to it. Like, and they call you out on it if you fuck up the process too. Because the first thing should be, like, the ones that were winning were doing it right. They were saying, okay, well, I'm going to do is I'm going to use like uh, they wouldn't like go crazy with it, but they would use like say. And there's a way to do it, by the way. I know I'm speaking in broken sentences, sorry. But there's a way to do it to where they could actually measure out the individual milligrams. So if you're sitting next to me and we're both trying this, we're both going to get at least three milligrams of whatever. Okay. And they would ask, well, how did you do that? And they explain it in their measurements and everything. But what they do is they start to show off by doing a THC-based dish. So they want to punch you in the face right off the bat, right? So you wake up. On the second dish, when they give you CBD, CBD counters THC. So they're kind of taking you on like a roller coaster ride, if you will. And then after that, of course, it's about we want to send you off in a good mood. So we'll put a little more THC in it. Or maybe we want to wind the evening down. So we do this or that. There's a science to it. And that's what I found really interesting about it. They're taking, you know, sometimes they're, they're like themed dishes, like a holiday. One was just all about holidays. So people are taking these dishes and they're like one of them is all plant-based but they make like a traditional i guess you can't really say traditional if it's plant-based but it's like a traditional thanksgiving traditional with quotes thanksgiving dinner and then they just talk about how they dude there's so much shit to it like i had no idea like this i I can't even remember what it's called like one thing they were using like a thc powder this goes into your system that much quicker or whatever and then another thing was they were using these things called terpenes which do nothing as far as like any kind of psychoactive effect of thc but that's where, like, you know, with, like, marijuana, you smell the, the good smelling pot or the good tasting pot. That's from terpenes. So they would add this stuff in. And it's just a, it's a scientific yet fun show. And you have, like, celebrities that I – the only person, honestly, that I recognized on that was uh, – who, who was on there that I recognized? Uh, Michael Rappaport was on there. And then LP and his wife were on there. And other oh, than nice. that – and. and Guess why I started watching it. It was really that. I skipped his uh, episode three. I'm like, I'm going to check out LP, see what he does. He just sits there with sunglasses and gets high. But it's an entertaining <laughs> show. Um, I blasted through that in a day, too, because they're only like, I think, they're just a little over a half an hour. And it's just a real quick, you know, boom, boom, boom kind of show. But it's entertaining. So it's called Cooked with Cannabis. Season one, it actually debuted April 30th. And I just got around to watching it recently. So check it out. It's on Netflix. Three out of five cottonmouth experiences. That's what and I'm you finished the whole thing. Yeah, super quick. That's pretty impressive, dude. 
Yeah. Well, is it impressive or is it like, Jesus, dude, go out and do something? No, that's impressive. Again, for the record, I was laid up this week. I was resting my knee and I just sat there and watched television. It was kind of great. I loved it. Not something I do that often anymore. You, uh, <laughs> what's up? You talked about it on the, 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 um, bonus episode. Oh, the, about uh, Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about but that. Some I, more. I want you to, I want you to piss other people off instead. I'm just saying it's a fine movie, but it just doesn't. <laughs> There's just such a grand layer of cheese, 80s cheese, covering it like a nice frosting on a cake in this movie. I can see that. To the point where personally, like this might be your favorite scene, but the whole um, can't take my eyes. No, no, no. What was the song? You lost that loving feeling. Yes, yes, yes. That yes, yes. scene is cringy as fuck, dude. Really? So cringy. Oh, I thought so. I just, I'm not going to bash this movie if that's what you're thinking I'm going to do. I think it's a good movie, but it feels dated to me. And I think that that love and that excitement that everyone's feeling for this is because maybe they have. Maybe they've just watched this movie so many times that they have that part. They've learned to sort of like um, ignore the 80s cheese on it. You can't really take it away, you know, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to go see Top Gun 2 when it comes out, if and when it comes out. But there is a lot of cheese in it. But I will say Val Kilmer, handsome bastard. I'd forgotten how, because you see him now, the poor guy he has esophageal cancer. He's got a trach tube. He can't talk anymore. Last time I saw him was in the uh, last Jay and Silent Bob movie. And he looks like this completely different human being. Yeah. Forgot. Dude was kind of a studly guy, man. Cocky, arrogant. I don't know. It made, they had a great crew. All of their actors were great. Anthony Edwards was even great. I forgot about old Goose though. Jesus Christ. It sucks, dude. Poor Goose. <laughs> the dude hit his head on the crazy looking on the uh the uh the the basically the the roof of that thing, right? Yeah, and and then a wonderful Meg Ryan went on to when Harry yeah. met Sally. Thank yeah. you for reminding me that Meg Ryan was on there and I'm like, "Oh, look at her." And was that her yeah. first role? I think she had another role before that, but this is the one that catapulted her into uh when Harry met Sally. And that's what I was going to do. I didn't get a chance to do it, Steve, is I was going to watch when Harry met Sally and talk about that and surprise you. And I just didn't so get a chance good, to do it. Dude, I'm going to watch it, though, because I think it's on HBO Max. And um, uh, I've just been hearing a lot of people talk. I've seen it before, but I've been hearing a lot of people talk about that movie again. And I'm like, okay, it's perfect, maybe dude. it's time to it's watch it. Freaky. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. Hey, hey, listen. I'm listening. HBO Max, that old bull crap. So today I wanted to watch a movie that was on HBO Max. It's not even available on Xfinity yet. You have to get the app, and the app's not available on the Fire Stick. What's the movie? Oh, it was um, Under the Red Hood. Oh, okay. Well, I know a guy. Yeah, my son really wants to wants me to watch that movie. I was like, really? He's like, dude, you got to watch Under the Red Hood. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you hooked up, man. No problem. Did you like? Do you like that movie too? Oh uh, yeah, it's good. I've seen. So I haven't seen all of the DC movies, but um, like the animated movies. But they're pretty freaking good, dude. I'd say they're way better than their uh, <laughs> their live action counterparts. That's for oh, sure. Listen, I although I'm one of the few that love Justice League. Well, someone had to. That dude is, bro. Superman ain't to be messed with. Y'all need to just calm down. Did you notice, Steve? I'm gonna put that out there again. I actually have now sent it to you twice. Now I have it. You do not want to watch this movie, and the movie I'm talking about is Man of Steel. I know. Now I have it. Okay, so you need to watch it. Please, will you yes, watch it before sure. the next time we record? Yeah, absolutely. I'm dying to know what you Wait, think. which one do you want me to watch? Tax Collector or Man of Steel? Yes. I'm saying, like, which one? <laughs> yes. 
Well, I mean, I'm going to be talking about tax collectors, so you can do that on your own time. Oh, I, I can't see, wait to hear about like, that. I don't even know why we need to go back to it at this point. But if you watch it and you have thoughts to say, of course, speak your mind. But real quick, speaking yes. of rewatches, I also watched both Bill and Ted movies. Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Okay, go ahead. All right, again. <laughs> <laughs> you went in. You weren't in the right mindset going in, though. I saw these movies in the theater. Uh-huh. And I found a pretty decent deal, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to buy the two of them. So I got both of the movies for like five bucks. And I'll tell you this. They're fine, but they are super dated, like super, super dated. I never used this word, but there's a scene in the movie where Bill and Ted have like found each other again or like they got out of something and they hug each other, right? And after they hug each other, they step back and they look and they go, fag. Did they really? Yeah. There's just shit in this movie that you wouldn't really see anymore. And, you know, it makes sense. Things are changing. Yeah. But that's what I mean by dated. Some of the jokes still hit. George Carlin's great. I love George Carlin. But like all the whoa and everything. Here's the deal. I'm wondering how they're going to do this with Bill and Ted face the music, because I think that a large majority of the people that are going to go see this movie are going to be guys like us taking our kids to see this movie because we liked Bill and Ted so much. I was always cool with Bill and Ted, never loved Bill and Ted. It did make Keanu's career, but at the same time, it could have set him back too. He, he Luckily, it didn't happen to him. He found John Wick and Matrix and all that other stuff. But like the whole whoa thing really could have fucked him up. Could have typecasted him. Somehow he got out of that. But I'm wondering now if they're going to go as hard with all the whoa and excellent and all that kind of stuff. Because I think that if someone, matter of fact, Daniel was going to watch this movie. He said he, he was thinking about watching it. I just told him, I said, I would be very curious to see what you think about this. Being that you're a, not a generation, you're younger than us is what I'm trying to say. And that makes a huge, I've always said this, it makes a huge difference. Like when I'm 12 years old, you, you know, if you're six, that's a huge difference in as far as opinions oh, yes. and intellect and oh, how yes. we process things. So granted, that's not the case anymore. You got a guy in his thirties, but he didn't have to, he, he never got that first wave of it. So watching it as in a, from a modern mindset, how I, I'm just wondering if they're going to get more fans. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't think it, I, I'm very curious as, as to if it translates or not, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it will. Well, yeah, all in all, I mean, yes, is it going to translate well, but are they actually going to be able to get more Bill and Ted fans? Is it going to translate to where that happens to where it's like, oh, we're all Bill and Ted fans again and we're going to start watching all the movies again? Or is it just going to be like, oh, okay, well, my dad liked that, so I was here for him. I wonder that. I'm not knocking it. Bill and Ted is exactly what it's supposed to be, right? I mean, it knew it knew what it was when it came it out and it, it said, yes. and it said, let's do it again in the 90s. I think the first one came out, of, I want to say 89. The ass end of the 80s. I'm pretty sure it was 89. And I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out in 92. So not really that far off. And there's just little changes, but there's still some things in there that it's like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't be able to say that anymore. And I wasn't wasn't really trying to watch the movie with that mindset, though. Like, I wasn't there for the whole, like, social justice aspect of Bill and Ted. I just wanted to watch the movie to see if it held up. And I can say that it kind of does. I still like them. I never loved them. Very curious to see what this next one does. So we'll see. Uh, I don't even know if I really want to grade those ones. I'll just say I watched them and then we'll move along to something more important, Steve. Uh, but w- I-, I have to ask you this first before I give any more reviews. It's down at the bottom, almost at the bottom. You watched a movie called Rotten Tail, and I'm dying to know. Please tell me. <laughs> please tell me about Rotten Tail. Okay. So <laughs> Rotten Tail, I was, I was actually <laughs> going through a uh, prime video for some horror movies. 
And I was looking and looking and a name popped up that I remember from my younger days. Do you remember a guy named Corn Nimic? It does sound familiar. Let me just look at him real quick. Oh, hold up. Is he Parker Lewis? Parker Lewis, dude. That's Parker Corin Lewis. Nemi- like, he is the Parker Lewis. He is the Parker Lewis. So I'm sitting there watching the movie with Corin Nemec, and I'm like, I don't see Corin Nemec anywhere. And all of a sudden, he pops in. I was like, it's freaking Corin Nemec. And it's in a very, very low-budget, I thought low-budget horror movie. And I'm like, well, this is pretty low budget. You could kind of tell. And then Dominique Swain out of nowhere shows up. But then uh, what it is is it's about a guy who gets bitten by a, uh, a, a rabid monster rabbit. Of course. And starts turning into this rabbit. Sure. And so I'm saying this is low budget until the transformations start happening. I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is a bigger budget. They're trying to make you think it's low budget so that when these transformations are happening, you're like, oh, my God, that is nuts. When he turns into the rabbit, dude, it's a legit makeup job. I'm looking at the rabbit right now. Dude, it looks pretty good. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Just, it's just a still shot, though, so it may look nothing like this. And obviously, it's not the same thing. But I'm, I'm getting a little bit of tusk face. Yes, very much so. And what he is, is he also develops this personality that's also like a Freddy sort of thing. Like when he does something, he kills you. He's like, whoop, give you a heads up if he takes uh, off someone's head. He's, he's doing. He's, oh. But it's very much like he's such a dork in the beginning. He's doing puns, that, though. Uh, not all puns. He's just very mean because people treated him mean and he's always nice to everyone. So you're like, man, this guy needs, a, uh, you know, he needs to start bucking up. Come on, dude. But apparently this rabbit thing gets into his psyche where it's just like everything he's ever wanted to say to people, he does as he's killing them. And uh, so it it's almost like there's a porn star in the movie. And he has sex with said porn star. And the porn star is, uh, you know, uh, satisfied or whatever. And instead of making it a, I thought he was going to kill her afterwards. He just smokes a cigarette. He's like, well, time for me to be on my way. I was like, well, that's <laughs> interesting. I was like, I, you didn't do the normal, I'm going to use this woman to just beat her or kill her. She's like, she consented. It was like, yeah, daddy, let's do this. I was like, this is weird. But you could also tell it was made today. You're like, okay, we can't get away with certain, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's just calm down. And I was like, oh, I wonder where they found this woman. I was like, oh, she's a porn star. Anyway. Who is the porn star? I'm actually looking I, you at know the what? names. I don't know her. I'm not it's, seeing a porn star It's name like Miley Amy or Amy Miley or something like that. And she's only in it for a few scenes. But the guy previous to her, the guy previous to the rabbit treated her. I mean, yeah, it was just like whatever. But um, it's a movie where if you're a horror fan, you're going to love this movie. Because it does, it 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 psychs you out. Like it, it feels like it's a low budget movie. And then you're like, oh, they made it seem like it was. But the, when you really pay attention to like the scenery and the scenes, you're like, oh, no, money went into this. Because you couldn't have gotten that, all that stuff you have. You couldn't have gotten that with no money. But the way the filter they have on it makes it look low budget. And when I saw Dominique Swain in court, I should have automatically known. But like, oh, this isn't low budget. It's just, and, and Corin Nemec knows exactly what movie he's in. And just 
plays it up. I just had a blast with it. I was like, this is this is what horror should be doing right now. Take us away from the now today. Let us forget we're in quarantine and let us have this ridiculous movie that is just ludicrous on all fronts. And it's good. I just read the premise right now and I'm laughing because, of course, the scientist's name is Peter Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Steve. (laughs) It is so ludicrous that I'm just like, oh, everyone involved knows what they're doing. And it's just a fun where you're like, you're going to, we command you to have fun in this movie. And it's like, but when you first see his transformation, when you first see his face, you are taken aback. You're like, oh, shoot, that's, whoa, okay. Now, is it going through the Steve Hudson eyes of not being able to really process an animal head on someone's body? Or is it, the picture looks pretty good, but I haven't seen any, like, live action stuff. Um, It's through the eyes of, why is this that good? The first clue you get, it's not low budget, is when his hand starts turning. I'm like, that's legit makeup. That is not a glove thing. Someone did legit makeup. And as it's going, it's like through a video camera, seeing someone turn into an amazing, I'm like, oh, they, this is really smart. It's like, I'm really watching someone turn in. Now, when his teeth starts, like he starts coughing up blood and coughing up his teeth. You're like, this is effective. (laughs) And then he has the bunny teeth at first with like a human face. And you're like, that is so good. And no one, it's just, it's a really fun it's like the fly. He just starts decomposing. And it's just fun. What the hell? I'm in. I'll watch it for sure. I, I I'm give, very curious. I will give Rotten Tail 3.5 out of 5 buck teeth. Wow, man. 3.5 is not... That's a little higher than you normally go with these kind of movies. It is ridiculous. And I love that they got stars that read this read this script. It was like, I'm in. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Because they knew what they were reading, and they're like, oh, what are you talking? Sign me up. Let's do it. This is going to be fun. I haven't seen Dominique Swain in I don't know how long. And I was trying to remember. I know I can picture her face, and I'm like, what the hell did I see her in? Wasn't it like Lolita or something yes, like that? Yes, yes. That's right. Yes. And I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything else. Oh, well. Anyway, I'll have to watch Cottontail, and I'll change that. Rotten Tail, excuse me. You're gonna tail. like rot. You're gonna like Rotten Tail. Are you Peter Cotton? I am, but call me Rotten Tail. Rotten Tail. Yeah, I'm in for sure. So ludicrous, absurd. I have one for you. Uh oh. <laughs> Speaking of HBO Max, I watched uh, Seth Rogen's new movie, An American Pickle. Oh yeah. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for a hundred years and wakes up in modern day Brooklyn. Steve, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. This movie, much like Rotten Tail, knows exactly what it's doing and is 100% just as absurd as it gets. Like, it starts off 100 years ago, and uh, Seth Rogen, he's, he talks like this. His name's Herschel, and he, and he meets this woman in the village. He's he's ditch digger. And he doesn't have a lot of respect because he's a ditch digger and everything, but he has respect with this girl. And they say that one of these days they're going to move to, they're going to, move to America, and they're going to have the life, the American dream that every immigrant wishes for, right? So they get to America and he's working in a pickle factory 
And then he's up on top of the, this isn't even really a spoiler. Like you can see this in the trailer. So he's up in the rafters and he's trying to kill rats and there's just a shit ton of rats and these things start ganging up on him. So they're like running towards him from all sides and he ends up backing up and pulls a Joker move where he falls ah, and he lands into a, <laughs> into a, so fucking stupid. He lands into a, a vat of pickles, pickle brine. <laughs> and you know, because it's a brine, Steve, it preserved him for a hundred years. I don't know about the, they didn't really get into the whole oxygen part of things, but this man is preserved. So these barrels that these in, they're massive barrels, gigantic wood lid that goes on. It takes two guys to like, and like slide it on there. You know, it's like one of those really heavy things. Like if you're trying to pull of back course. like a, like a slab and a mausoleum or something like that, that sound it makes, you know, it's like really hard to, to uh, pull it back. Well, that doesn't matter, Steve, because a hundred years later, these kids are messing by the, they're by the pickle factory that's now run down and they're playing with a drone, a drone that weighs probably, you know, seven pounds, something like that. This drone goes, they lose it in the pickle factory and it goes out of control and it hits the lid. Remember, it takes two people to move this thing, but this seven pound, <laughs> seven pound drone somehow mo- opens up this pickle brine and out comes Herschel. <laughs> and, then, and then I will say this is not a bad movie. Like maybe it is to some people, but Seth Rogen to me gets the Adam Sandler pass. There's just certain movies that I don't, ah, I understand. Like Adam Sandler could have done this movie. It would have been a worse movie, but it's that kind of a movie. And what it is, it's obviously a fish out of water story where he, he wakes up. He's now in Brooklyn like he always was, but it's now a hundred years later. All of his family is dead, but there's one living family member that's still left. Turns out it is also Seth Rogen. It's one of those kind of stories. You know what I mean? Like that it's, it's a fish out of water story, but it turns into a family kind of a story. And, and, it, and what ends up happening is that Seth Rogen's other character, his name is Ben Greenbaum. Okay. So Ben Greenbaum is a uh, aspiring app creator and he doesn't have any family anymore. He is this last known relative, lives by himself. He lives a pretty sad life and he's just really trying to make this app. I won't get into the whole movie, but what ends up happening is, is that they kind of get at odds with each other. And so Ben wants to create this app, but because um, the time difference and everything of like him being gone for a hundred years, Herschel thinks that all those hundred year old rules still apply. So he sees like a sign on the, he sees like a billboard sign for vodka and he's like Cossacks, you know, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, they have this, this altercation that happens and it becomes like a competition. He's like, I'm going to show you up. Ben, I'm going to prove you are a fool. And he opens up his own artisan pickle sales thing. And this movie just kind of spirals from there. Herschel becomes this internet sensation. Then he becomes a pariah. And it's all about like family and getting family working together and not working together and everything. I'll tell you right now, I thought it was an entertaining movie. But you have to understand going into this movie that it is 100% absurd. Absurd scene one after the other. But I liked it and I, I found it entertaining. Um, it's not one of those movies I would just go, oh, you absolutely have to watch this one. But if you like Seth Rogen, maybe you like to get a little Seth rogan before a movie, if you know what I'm saying, this is the movie to do it. And, and it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's super entertaining. And I'm going to go ahead and give this one a three out of five dirty artisan pickle jars. Oh, that's a fair. That's a fair one. I enjoyed it. I'm sure someone's going to say it sucked. And I could totally see their point because humor is like subjective and it, it, there's something that you're going to laugh at that I'm not going to find funny at all. It's one of those kind of things. I do think that if you like Seth Rogen and you've seen all of his other movies, you're going to be fine. I kind of enjoyed it. And this is on HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max. I would tell you to check it out, Steve. I don't know if I would recommend it to everyone, but if you like Seth Rogen, I am recommending it to you. Check it out. I'm all over it. There's not a joint in the movie, though. There's no Mary Jane whatsoever. I'm None of that shocked. jazz cabbage. I'm shocked. It's all, it's all pickles, man. There's green in this movie, but it's all pickles. 
So speaking of movies that's, that people said could suck, I watched a movie that everyone told me was horrendous. Okay. Everyone told me it was bad. And I get it. This, and we were just talking about this individual. It's called Gemini Man with Will Smith. Will Smith. So obviously it's a it's a it's a it's a, a movie about a you know these these he's the most amazing assassin and he wants to finally retire. And a company doesn't want him to retire um because he knows too much. So they send a an assassin to kill him. Who is the only assassin that could kill him? A younger version of himself. So we got black loopers, what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. I will say that the CGI is horrible. It's probably some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. Can I stop you for a quick second? Yes. I've seen some of the de-aging work that they've done with him. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm with you. And it is horrible. I think the problem is I would have rather them de-aged him instead of creating a whole new CGI character. They created a brand new person out of full cloth. And I think hmm. they should have just used his body and de-aged him. So, but the, the, if they would have used his body, he can't do what this person did. <laughs> Not at his age. You know, he's 50-something. No, he couldn't have done it. Uh, I, here's the thing. I got so wrapped up to the in the idea of this movie that I forgot about the CGI. I forgot about it where, you know, this older individual is trying to teach this younger him because it's a clone. It's not even a younger version. Someone cloned him and raised him to be better than him. And watching Will Smith interact with this, this idea of him and being like, you probably think you want to do this for the rest of your life. Well, take it from me. You don't. You don't. And it's that's the thing. I'm like, I'm in. This is like you being what would you tell yourself? younger than you to be like, I've made all the mistakes you're going to make. Trust me. You don't want to do this. Don't do that. I, pr and I was like, this is a really interesting idea. Did they execute it as perfectly as they, as they could have? No, but man, Will, you can just watch him. I can just watch Will Smith on screen. And he was just really good. And I liked, um, I forgot her name. Mm. That good, huh? No, she she was like a shoot. Hold on, now let me help you out, buddy. Up. Yeah, let me help you out real quick. Is she the uh, the uh, co lead? Yes, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, she was good. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, my <laughs> my boy Benedict Wong was in it. Benedict Wong was great. It was just a fun thing watching all of those three. Like, there's one part where uh, you know Mary Elizabeth Winstead was like, "So you were fighting that guy trying to kill you, huh?" He's like, "Yeah." She said, did you uh, get a look at his face? And Will Smith was like, yeah, I caught that too. We look <laughs> very similar. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I caught that. And it's just, and they're all just like, what is happening right now? You know, and it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. You put it on, you watch it with like the fam. A lot of them will be like, the CGI is horrible. But at the end, you'll say, well, people trashed it so hard for no reason. For no reason at all. Yeah, the CGI is bad, but they created a brand new person and, you know, what are you going to do? But I would give Gemini Man three cloned Will Smiths. Hey, by the way, is the uh, the bad guy a reveal in this movie? 
No, we all we already know Clive Owen. When you okay, see I was Clive say, Owen, it's got to be Clive Owen, right? Yeah, when you see Clive Owen, you're like, he's not going to be. Oh, good. you're the bad guy, huh? They got yeah. you for this one. He's not going to be a, a good. And also, uh, there was some twists where you know a person that he loves sent someone to kill him, and he did the really cool thing of just being like, "Dude, I know how powerful this company is, and I can't blame you." Would I have jumped in front of that bullet to stop a company? No. And I was like, this is different. Normally, you're like, I'm killing everyone. That can-. No. He was just like, yeah, it's a corporation. What did I expect you to do? I thought it was cool. I was like, well, that's true. You're not going to be like, you can take on a corporation of monster assassins for me. I didn't think you'd do that. We're good. It was cool. So where does this movie rank in the chain of Will Smith movies that have been coming out lately? It's one of the better ones. Okay. It's one of the better ones. It looked interesting to me. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is this one of the movies that got shut down for COVID? Oh, no, no, no. This was before COVID. Because it seems like I was going to go see it. And I don't know why I didn't. I don't you know. You probably heard it was terrible. No, because I had the freaking movie pass or the. Uh, oh, yeah. The Regal pass. It wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have gone right. to see anything. So for there was something that kept me away from this movie. And I can't remember what it was. I thought it was COVID, but apparently not. You would you would like this. Movie. It was if you're OK, mind you, it's not a unless you have like. If you're with Gail, well, then cool. But if you're not with Gail, be doing something else. Be doing other stuff, and you'll have a really good time watching it. She loves some Will Smith, so maybe we'll watch this one tonight. Oh, well, then if she loves Will Smith, you're, she's going to love. And also a very, very, very tough Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like, there are times when he came in to save her, and he's like, oh, well, okay. Looks <laughs> like you're just fine. You know, so it's fun. Yeah, three out of three out of five clones. Will Smith, Jim, and I. Not a bad rating, man. I'm, I'm happy terrible. for you. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, sir. It was fun. What else you got? All right. So this movie, I watched it, and I immediately always go to Twitter. I know I could go to like uh, I almost said Hot Tomatoes. I could I could go to like uh, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or whatever. Just look for reviews on this, right? But I'm thinking I watched this movie. I'm like, okay, look, if you don't like this movie. Something must be wrong. It's quite the opposite from what I understand. There's a lot of people that didn't care for this movie. There's a lot of people that liked it, but there are a lot of people that didn't care for this movie. I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking loved this movie. It is not the best movie I've ever seen, but I was thoroughly entertained all the way through. It had some of the most like kind of violent scenes that I've seen in a while. Um, I'm really big on like uh, L.A. gang drug lord kind of movies, you know, like gang related movies is sort of my thing. And I'm really into David Ayer movies. So loved training day, fucking loved end of watch. And now ladies and gentlemen, they have the tax collector. I, I know several of you guys that are listening to the show. have watched this this week and I'm very curious. I haven't listened to your shows yet, but I'm very curious to see what you think about this movie. I loved it. I'm going to tell you right now. And everybody makes a big deal out of Shia because you know, he has like a, he's hanging out with like the Cholo set the, all the L.A. crime lords and everything like that. And he kind of does have that affect to his voice a little bit. His name's Creeper in the movie. He's a like an assassin. He's basically <laughs> he's basically this guy named David, who's like the the boss. Uh, he's like the he's the biggest boss you'll ever see kind of thing. But there's like people way more powerful than him. But he's the biggest boss you'll see. And he's got the right hand man, which is Creeper. Creeper's fucking dope, dude. He's like legitimate scary. Have you ever talked to somebody and they have that stare that I've seen some shit stare? Or like they're trying to intimidate you. They got those crazy intimidating eyes and they won't like let you not lock eyes with them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've just seen this in movies, but like this in movies. Okay. But these people really do exist. Okay. Like I've got like several of them in my own family, but like 
he does this shit so well. And I don't even think that they brownwashed him. I think in his case, and I think it's, it's true. Like in the LA area, there are a lot of white guys that hang out with all the Mexicans and they just come up that way. That's how they talk and everything. And it's not even that bad. It's just like a couple every once in a while, he'll say something and he'll have a little bit of that like Chicano affect on it, but it's not bad at all. And I think that anyone that like focuses it on that is just too busy trying to fight every single fight they can. Don't make and a big deal. And they also don't like Shia. And they don't like a lot Shia. of people. Do, and I get that. I get he rubbed people wrong. He did a lot of rubbing people wrong several years ago, but he seemed to be on the, like the comeback now. You know what I mean? Like I fucking loved peanut butter Falcon. I thought that was great. Honey boy was cool. It wasn't my like personal yes. choice of a movie I yeah. would watch, but I thought that he was very good in it. Dude, he's downright fucking scary in this movie. Okay. But he's not even like the, like, I'm not going to say how the movie goes, but it's like, don't watch it for Shia is what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, tons of violence in this movie. I like the story. It's basically about this guy. He they calls himself the the tax collector. He doesn't call himself that. That's what he does. Where it's like all these money drops, all these different places, all these drug exchanges. You know, they have to pay their quote unquote taxes. He's the one that goes around with Creeper and collects all these things. Well, he's doing his best business. He's rich. He has this gorgeous fucking wife and gorgeous family, and he's living the life that he wants to live until. There's this guy named Wizard who's calling all the shots from prison. Competition comes into town that wants to take out Wizard's business. Now, the guy that comes into this town, the character's name is Conejo, and he is legit probably the most fucking scary, violent character I've seen in a movie in years. Like, I, this dude is terrifying. I put him up with, like, say, Tuco in... Um, Breaking Bad, like that mm-hmm. kind of crazy. That's the kind of crazy is, but there's way more to it. There's all these... Uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's all these rituals that he does, uh, his level of violence and his version of creeper is this woman that they call Gata. Holy shit. Like she's fucking evil too. This movie is pretty much everything that I like in, in those kind of movies, like those action movies. It's no training day. Um, I think I would put it up with end of watch, but it's been a while since I've seen that one, but this is, this is a classic David Ayer movie. And I don't know where all the hate is coming from online, but Please school me. If you found the cheesiness in this movie and just thought it was terrible, I get it. It's got some, I don't want to say cringy lines, but all these movies do something like that where they're like taking it a little bit too far to show you that they're in the culture or whatever. Yeah, that's there. But the violence is on point, dude. Like I wanted you to watch this movie because I think this is like right up your alley. And especially since you liked Training Day and I think you liked End of Watch, right? Yeah, I liked End of Watch a lot. So you're like David Ayer. You're going to like this movie, Steve. So check this one out. I don't want to say too much more, but again, if you don't like like the kind of like, ooh, I just saw that kind of violence, be warned. It's there. There's lots of smashing and dismembering. And um, there is a scene. I wish you watched this movie so we could just go, ooh, yeah. But there is this scene where they are trying to interrogate this person and they have him hanging outside of a car while they're driving. And he doesn't tell them what they want. And they don't throw him out, but they do something to him. And when they bring him back up, holy shit. So this movie had me saying holy shit several times. I think I'm actually going to watch it again. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four point. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll give it a four point five out of five. Dang. Because yeah, four point five out of five money drops, bro. That's close to classic. Maybe someone doesn't like it. Obviously, there's people out there that don't. But this movie Basically, like, ticked all the boxes for me. Loved it. I, I was totally into it the entire time. So I highly recommend you watch The Tax Collector. I'm going to watch it, dude, ASAP. I am going to watch that freaking movie. By the way, it is on VOD. You can't get this one on Prime or, or Netflix or anything. you got to rent this one. I think it's worth it. Which is six bucks, right? It's six bucks. It's worth the rental. Trust me. 
Look at this guy. All right. Well, the last one I have is a documentary I watched called Biggest Little Farm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but yeah. <laughs> so these this couple from LA, mm-hmm. one of which is a video, he, he's a cinematographer. Um, they get a dog that they fall in love with. But a problem with dogs is you don't know their glitches until you have them. And this dog's glitches when he, he, they're both gone, he barks incessantly. Oh, I have that dog. Nonstop. And they live in an apartment. So they get evicted. Because nothing they do f- works. And they will not get rid of the dog because they said when they first got him, they said, we will never get rid of you. Was he a rescue dog? It's a rescue dog. You know why? Because he was barking too damn much. I Like, that's Baxter. I have that dog. Oh, well, then that's, yeah. And she's like, we'll never get rid of you. And she's like, I felt like I made that uh, uh, promise. And then he said, instead of trying to find a new house in LA, we don't want to live here anymore. Everyone's trying to vacate premises uh, in cities. He's like, we always had that dream of having a farm. And she agrees. And they go to investors, their friends and family, and none of their friends and family are down with this. They're like, this is ridiculous. We're not going to invest in this. But a few do. And one big investor does. And so they buy this humongous amount of acreage that is way too big for them to take care of. (laughs) But they do it. And they blast through the money within five weeks. And it's about them learning on their own with the help of some sort of, hey, man, just cool, that guy, helping them along the way. So he's an earthy guy is what you're saying? Yes. And he's having these weird, you're supposed to put him in spirals and make sure that the water goes in spirals and all this. And so they believe him and they trust him. And um, it's about them taking this journey and buying these animals and trying to figure out how to care for these animals. What do you do when... Okay, hey, we're having a litter of piglets. And they're like, we should only have about three. And they videotape it and they're like, seven, eight, nine, 13, 14. And they're like, oh, Jesus, what the crap? And they're like, we're only going to do this. And we're we're only going to do this by way of making ourselves one with the earth. And they plan on not breaking that that connection they have with the earth. And so um, I'm not going to give everything away, but toward in the middle they have a coyote problem and it's getting frustrating to them because no matter what they put up as fencing it doesn't help and it's getting really frustrating for the people and i can understand how waking up in the middle of the morning and going out there and seeing like 18 of your chickens dead that's money they love them chickens love them chickens and so and eggs were like they said we didn't think eggs were going to be a big deal now we're getting calls from local markets being like you're bringing our eggs and they're like we brought them this morning they said yeah they sold out that was their power right there. They're like, okay, that's our thing right now before we get other stuff. Because things weren't happening at local, mar- uh, their farmer's markets, for some reason, people just weren't getting their fruits. Because, you know, for a lot of people, fruits is fruit. Fruit is fruit. But eggs are different for some reason. Anyway, they're getting frustrated dealing with these uh, foxes. So one day, or coyotes. So one day, they're like, we found that we see the coyote and he goes out there with a shotgun. Mind you, it's breaking the rule he first had, and he shoots the coyote. Oh, that would be like you shooting a coyote. Exactly, and he stands over it, 
And the dog, he looks back and his dog's looking at him. And he looks at the coyote. And he said, right then I knew I broke some sort of agreement. I wasn't supposed to do this. So he said one, and and it's a beautiful thing where he said, I was looking at my dog and the dog was just looking at the farm. And he sat next to his dog and started looking at the farm. And he said, we have bug problems. Instead of spraying the problems, what does nature do? And he said, well, owls eat bugs. So he got owls, got rid of the bug problem. But as other, the bug problems got away, the bugs eat the flies. There was a permeation of flies. Flies leave maggots. He's like, well, we have a maggot problem now. And he sat down and looked at the world and looked at earth. And he's like, chickens eat maggots. So he let them further out into their enclosure and the chickens got rid of the maggots for him. He said, oh my God, I had a shotgun. When in actuality, they're like, he started having other rodents. He had a goat. Like when he started shooting, he shot the coyote. All of a sudden he had a huge gopher problem. He said that coyotes eat gophers. It's like, it's all there for a reason. It's all there for, he said, oh my, because he, and he's like, it all started with me looking at my dog, looking at the farm. He's like, what is he looking at? So he sat there for 10 hours and looked. He's like, oh, he's looking at how it all goes together. It all goes to, and he's just like, I realize that if I let, if I let mother nature take care of itself, it all works. And then he had another problem where he's just like, I had this issue. And before he even had a chance to fix it, snakes started coming in and taking care of these things. He's like, where'd the snakes come from? He's like, well, I got to get rid of the snakes. He's like, and then I forgot there are eagles around. <laughs> Sorry. So he bought some eagles. No, I'm just no he's like, eagles start taking. He's yeah. like, I was sitting there like trying to get my hands in the, he's like, when I had to back up and be like, oh, wait, nature has it. But it was still, it was still very, very hard. But the beautiful thing is he ended up leaving. He ended up uh, not leaving. He ended up having a bunch of these college students that he used as interns in the beginning. They just stayed with the farm with him all those years. They filmed this over a six, seven year period. Hmm. And all these college students stayed. And dude, there was, they had a, <laughs> in the beginning, they had a terrible bee situation where there's a beehive that was dead and a beekeeper came out and was like, dude, what did you do to this beehive? He's like, I just bought it. And the beekeeper was like, yeah, this farm, good luck, because I don't see it ever happening. Later on, they invited the beekeeper back because they had an influx of too many bees. And the beekeeper just was looking around being like, you have too many? Like, that's a dream right now. Yeah, and you no have, one has bees. No one has. He said, what did you do? It's like the Garden of Eden here. He's like, I let nature do it. This is the result of nature doing what nature does. And I'm like, it's a beautiful, what? Now, mind you, (laughs) that's six years of waking up at three in the morning, four in the morning, delivering. And then at one point, you know, a hog got really sick and it had 102 degrees temperature. And the vet said, there's nothing we could do. If she lives, it would just be because she wants to live. He laid in the coop with her overnight begging her please drink something just eat something big girl just eat 
And she was just, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And he's kind of crying because he's like, I never, it's a pig. It's a pig. What am I doing? This is not, and he's like, I realize this is more than that. She's like something to me now. And so he just laid on her, stroked her, and then just lost it when one day she just comes walking out. Ah! Did you cry, Steve? I Oh, oh, for sure. At that part, <laughs> I was like, she wanted to live. She just, and I think the part that he cried is um, he raised all these pigs and one day he tricked one of the pigs into going into a trailer because they were going to go slaughter it. And after that day, he was like, I don't think I could do that again. Never again. Yeah, he's like, I don't think I could just, because it trusted me. That's why it followed me into the trailer. She's like, he's like, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I could do that again. Like, I have a connection with these animals now. It's, it's not what it used to be. And so it's called the biggest little farm. And it's just two people that just had a dream, didn't realize that the dream was going to be as hard as it was. And ended up being a situation where not only did they grow, but the people that they ended up bringing into the world grew. The people that ended up helping them grew. Um, you know, the the farm. It, it just you can't even. I just couldn't imagine doing that much work. I just couldn't. I just could not. Where do you start? I and could so, never be a farmer, man. Dude, I, I have so much respect for them. That's hard, hard ass work. And they weren't farmers. That's the problem. I'm like, you were just a normal cinematographer for movies. And for whatever reason, he's like, I can't do L.A. anymore. I can't do it. This doesn't seem like this is how life is supposed to be. Sitting in traffic for 40 years. It just doesn't seem like this is right. So even working 12, 13 hours a day seems more natural than. And so it's called The Biggest Little Farm. It's on Hulu. And if you want a a a view for six to eight years of this family growing in ways that they could never even imagine growing. Uh, check it out. And the dog has so much to do with this. It's almost like it. the dog led it there, led them there. And just kind of every step, the dog was one step ahead of them. It's weird. I'm like, this. do dogs just know? It's just weird. I'm like, it could be just coincidence. Or it could be the dog was like, you guys are doing this all wrong. <laughs> just chill, breathe, and just watch and just look. And it's just a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. Sounds beautiful, man. Now, where do I watch this? Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Biggest little farm. All right, what you got? You'd be watching oh, those documentaries, though, huh? I am, dude. That's all I've been watching lately because it's like, it's real life. Yeah. It's like watching. Oh, and I'd give it um four out of five Four out of five fighting pigs, fighting for life, man. Okay, fighting right. for life. I liked it when it was just fighting pigs, though, because that made it way more interesting. That would have been way, <laughs> way, way more interesting. But yeah, you know, it made me want to buy some chickens until I was like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work. My buddy owns chickens. He lives out in Hanford in this farm area. He has a bunch of chickens, and he gets all attached to them. So like, when they die, it like oh, breaks dude. his heart. Same, that dude, because he's a normal human being. Yeah. That's what this guy was just like, I am too attached to these, which is why the coyote thing happened. Because you get so mad and you're like, I'll show you. And when it looked at the, because it showed the coyote after the shot, it the video camera went up on it. And you could see, it, it goes back and looks at the dog 
And then the, the guy was like, oh, my God, it looks like my dog. <laughs> like they're from the same. And the dog's looking like, yeah, dude. Yes, my what cousin. Happened? It's Yeah. What happened to that little deal you made where you're just going to. And then one. Um, it was one weird part where he walked out to check out a coyote and the coyote was sitting there looking around with his head laying down. And apparently the coyote was trying to run away from him and hit his head on a pipe and paralyzed himself. Jesus. And so he's like, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, his wife was like, you know what you have to do. And he's like, Jesus, what? He's like, yeah, put him. It's time. You have to put him out of his misery. And that's hard. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, I just got done saying I wasn't going to do this anymore. Am I supposed to kind of let him? Because the world is supposed to make you, but it was running away from me. So do I let nature take it? And so it's like, what do I do? And he ended up putting it out of his misery. And he's just like, oh, dude, this is just heartbreaking. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I'll have to peep that one, dude. It sounds good. All right. What else you got? I'm going to be quick about this. I know you got to get out of here. And I got to be honest with you. I am going to fucking die in this room if I don't That's get right. out of here. Oh, my God. So I forgot. Hot, bro. I so forgot. Hot. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So All right. Anyway, last one. So we've talked about this one for a while. And we were always kind of like, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll get around to it. I know you you felt this way. Maybe you felt it was overrated or I don't know exactly, but I want to know what your thoughts are when I mention this. I watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel finally. Ah, finally got yes. off my ass and watched season one. Yes. It's fucking great. It's a great show. Duh. That's why it's winning all these awards. It makes mm-hmm. complete sense that it's winning all these awards. Great cast. Really smart script. It's funny. Uh, but basically what it is, I'll just give you the quick rundown, is there's this woman by the name of Midge Maisel. She's married to this guy who is an aspiring comedian, but he absolutely sucks. He has this like, um, what is that called? Like an awakening later in life Mm -hmm. and finds out that he just doesn't want to do what he's doing. He doesn't like the life that he's leading and he leaves her. She gets kind of hammered and she storms off to the place where he was performing and she just gets up on the mic and she rants and she raves and, and she does a few other things that I won't get into, but she immediately gets noticed. And what this is, is this is her getting noticed And slowly dealing with like, well, she's slowly becoming a comedian, but she's also dealing with this very um, overbearing Jewish family that wants to control her. She's 26 years old. They want to treat her like she's 13. She loses her home. She has to stay with the family. The family's the family's great, but in the like the worst way possible. And it's just a really, really funny show. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because I said I watched all of season one. That's, That's not true. I've actually watched seven of the episodes. I'm still not done. But I totally get why this show keeps winning awards. It's fucking fantastic. So I won't even grade that one. I'm just going to tell you guys, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, Mrs. Maisel. I've heard, you've heard probably a ton of people talk about this. But I finally got off my ass and watched it. Or actually, I sat down on my ass and watched it. And it's totally worth it. Steve, this is a show for you. Trust me. Have you seen I any of it? I watched seven episodes. Eight, seven or eight episodes. And you didn't like it? Uh, well, you know what? Not seven or eight. I got to the point where... Lenny Bruce helps her out. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. You're not that far. And I thought it was, uh, no, I thought it was good. It's just what happened was it was in a time where so many good shows were just coming out. And I was like, oh, I got to just go watch. And right now there are still so many shows that are out. I'm like, okay, I have so much to catch up on. But Marvelous is still, uh, I think after I'm done with um, Fleabag, I'll probably go to uh, Miss Maisel. It's a really smart show, and I guarantee, I know, I, I can tell, the ones that you rave about when we talk about them are certain movies. This is Steve Hudson 
for sure. Once you, I'm all over And it. I would recommend watching it over again, like getting a fresh start. Because sometimes if you try to pick up after like, oh, I watched that like two seasons ago and I'm going to try and start on the episode that I finished on. It doesn't always work. I say start from scratch and watch it. It's fantastic. Marvelous Miss Maisel, everybody. I loved it. Four out of five arrests for indecent exposure. Done. Oh, yeah. That's what I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. that, that is. All right. We, uh, you ready to get out of here? Uh, let me just do two more real quick. All right. Let's real go. quick. Real quick. Uh, these are super quick. Uh, I'm going to actually start with the one I liked better out of these na- these last two. Okay. I watched Becky. Talked about that one very briefly. I don't know why I talked about it, but we did mention Becky on the last episode. Uh, this stars. Dude. Okay. First of all, let me just tell you one thing right now. If you're expecting to see Paul Blart in this movie, because Kevin James is like the main stars, him and Lulu Wilson, who plays Becky. I've never seen a Kevin James like this before. Like, I want to see way more Kevin James like this. This movie is really good. Basically, it's about these prisoners, these um, these uh, white supremacist guys, Aryan Brotherhood, that break out. They have this plan that they've been hatching for a while, and it involves trying to find this key that happens to be in the residence of this family of this girl, Becky. Uh, her dad is played by um, Joe McHale. And I'm not going to say anything, but what I am going to say about this movie is it's uh, this is this is the movie in, in a nutshell right here. It is... Rambo or Home Alone in the Forest. <laughs> that's, that's what this movie is. Wow. It's a little it's a little bit of both. Uh, you can kind of imagine where I'm going through. Becky, it turns out to be a really good character. When I first started watching this movie, I'm like, I don't know. Becky is something to be. Uh, don't, don't fuck with Becky is what I'm trying to say. Watch this movie, Steve. I'm telling you, you're going to like this one. Um, a matter of fact, I'll be sending it to you later today. Oh, nice. Yeah, this one's coming at you. And I will give Becky a solid four out of five eye injuries. All over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, one warning, though. If you guys do not like to see, I mean, it's not graphic, but it's graphic enough. If you, I'm just going to give you the whole um, harm to pets warning. There's some of that in this movie. There's a little bit of animal violence that I could have done without, but it wasn't so grotesque. Not real, though. Yeah, exactly. It's not real, Perfect. but you're like, oh, goddamn, a couple of times. Just warning you, because I know there's some people that do not like to watch movies at all if there's any animal violence. So it's there. It's not prominent, but it does occur. Okay? Cool. And then the other one, last one, this was just a fun movie that I happened to, um, I think it was Fab Roris that actually put it up on our page. He said it was a fun movie, and I said, you know what? I like this guy's opinions. I like his style, so I wanted to watch it. It's called We Summon the Darkness. This one, have you heard about this one? No. So this is also a VOD rental. Uh, Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls' country homes for an after party. And all hell breaks loose from there. This uh, this is one of those like, uh, we got you. You were thinking one thing and it's it's actually another kind of a movie. Uh It's just a fun movie. It's like a total... It's based in the 80s, so they're talking about like going to rock shows for like the Scorpions and, you know, talking about Maiden and stuff like that. But... This isn't really that kind of a movie, and I'm being very vague about this for for a particular reason. It's got Johnny Knoxville in it, who plays a very interesting character. Oh, I did see the the thing for this. Yeah, it's it's worth the watch, man. Yeah, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I've been on this horror movie kick, and this is definitely one of those fun slashery, you know, like oh, you got me, I didn't see that coming kind of movie. It's fun, it's dumb, it's got stupid jokes, it's got. Uh, you know, you would think it's just going to be chock full of nudity because those are the kind of movies that were coming out in the 80s. It's got that kind of a feel, but it's not that kind of a feel at all. Okay. But all the acting's good. Check it out. I will give it a 3.5 out of 5 pentagrams in the living room. You know what's funny? You know what is the best horror movie that shocked me and was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be? What's that? Cabin in the Woods. That yeah. was the most left turn I've ever had in a theater where I was just like, what are we watching? 
What the crap are we watching right now? Yeah, that one threw me for a loop. I did not see any of that shit coming. None of it. And I think it's because it just wasn't inundated in social media. I didn't know what I was. I just went in and was like, oh, this is a horror movie. And not to ruin it for everybody, it is a horror movie. But man, dude, it's Joss Whedon that is Joss Whedonist. I will say that um, We Summon the Darkness isn't one of those. Like I said, it kind of gives you that whole like we're doing one thing and then we do another. You can probably figure it out if you're really trying to like pick the movie apart. But I say just watch it and have fun with it and don't try that's to do that and do. see what happens. Yeah, that's the that's way to do it. That's Go the in. only way. I, I just want to be, I like being surprised. So I'm not going to be like, let me see. No, I just like being surprised. Yeah, but it's a silly, fun, rock and rollish kind of a horror slasher type movie. It's great. I think you should watch it. I'm all over it. And with that, I think I'm drained, man. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Hey, guys. Thank you for sitting around. Uh, we actually did enough podcasting today where we could have driven to L.A. That's crazy. No shit, huh? That is crazy. I love you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, you know, send all the good vibes you can to Dan and his AC unit situation because I believe the guy's going to come. He's going to be like, I got the part. Everything works out great. I have a feeling I'm going to get the tech this week that everyone everything worked out great and wonderfully and awesome. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Love y'all. That's a lot he just said right there. And I just remembered, I won't talk about it, but I did watch one more. I'll, ta- I'll save it for the next episode. Watch La Llorona on Shudder. Maybe, Steve, you can peep that one. And then we can oh, yeah, I was one. watching that. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, but I was so, doing something else, and I was like, oh, nope, you got to pay attention to this You thing. definitely have to yeah. pay attention to this movie. Yeah. So you plan on finishing it? Yes. We'll save that for next week or the earlier, later this week, I should say. With that, yeah, I'm, I'm super hot, guys. I got to get the hell out of here. But I, I just realized, yeah, we've been recording for about four hours now, right? Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Anyway, you're going to get both of these shows later this week, but you'll already have them when I say this, so it really doesn't matter. You guys have a great week. I got to get off this microphone before I fucking melt in this seat. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Steve Hudson. We're the Heroes of Noise. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>